Welcome to episode 57 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogelen, and Ryan Dempsey back with you. Boys, how's it going tonight? Outstanding, my friend. <laughs> You're having a little bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a rough go at it. A little technical difficulty in the spinal region. Ryan, how you doing, brother? Ah, uh, man, doing great, doing great. Everything, uh, everything on this side is fantastic. You know, awesome. Good, good, good to hear, boys. Dave, it's actually you got a, you got a, hey. got a fucking special day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, number thirty-nine. Yeah, birthday number thirty-nine. It's my last year of. <laughs> Ryan, you can't hear it, but I'm playing he's, happy birthday. He's right busting now. my balls on the on the birthday tip. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, brother. You're welcome. See, that's the beautiful thing about me being in control of music now, <laughs> no, he is can, I can he sneak can do shit stuff. like that in. <laughs> I relinquished some control. Y'all and, fucked up and gave me and control. I don't, of I don't shit. know if I like it yet. <laughs> You create a monster, dude. Yeah, this is this is the thing about being a control freak. I know everything that's gonna happen every fucking time. And uh, I don't know about this yet. Oh, I need another pill. Yeah, well, I mean, take one. It's fine. <laughs> but you know what? Thirty-nine, man. I got. I had a lot of years ahead of me, and uh, I got one more year to still say that I'm young. I haven't hit forty yet, so I'm not fucking old yet. Yeah, yeah, you you're know? not there yet. The older the bull, stiffer the horn. <laughs> <laughs> 40 is going to be under 25. Yeah, well, yeah. for some. How, how close are you to 40, Ryan? Uh, eight years. Yeah, let's revisit. Eight years, yeah. I'm seven and I'm already fucking trembling. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 40, I already feel like I'm 55. Yeah, brother. Oh, Ryan, you sleeping? How's, how's things with the new baby? Oh, and he's, uh, he's, he's really quiet. He, he stirs a lot, but... Good, good. He feed, you know, once he starts to feed, he pretty much passes out again. So, this is uh, bullshit, man. I hear that that kid sleeps like seven hours at a fucking time. That's horseshit. We, we have to physically wake this kid up to feed him. Don't worry, man. His uh, most, most nights. It's it's going to come back around eventually. Yeah. Like, enjoy well, these. Know, like, I, I, I'm counting my blessings at this point. Yeah, enjoy I the sleep while you got it, bro. Us. That's ridiculous. Cause, I, you know, I, can remember, uh, I can remember every two and a half, three hours. Raven, my and Raven, who you know, she turned my my daughter just turned fifteen you know, a month or so ago. Yeah, she's like uh, uh, every two and a half hour feeder, you know. And even if she wasn't feeding every two and a half hours, she was up just to fuck to say, "I'm gonna be up for half an hour," and then that's it, go back to sleep. She was never seven hours, <laughs> never, ever, yeah, that, ever. That's exactly how Carla was. Carla was like just up nonstop. Like I remember, like never sleeping with her. So I was so Almost. tired. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> Team no babies. And I was trying to do. Yeah. I was trying to do on, some the first part of my online degree, and I was holding, trying to hold Raven and trying to do uh, write macros for uh, the first introduction to um, the office programming. And I'm typing, going, Raven, go to sleep, please. I can't do this no more. And she's like, Wah! I'm like, oh my god, do you want some food? No, I just want to scream. Okay, baby, you scream. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit here, one hand with you, one hand on the fucking keyboard. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get through this together. I got a B. So. We're gonna do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all worth 
it. We no fucking life. made it. We made it. Yeah, I don't know anything about that life. <laughs> when I don't sleep, it's because of my own self, not because yeah. of anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is quite often because my, my body has this weird thing where it's like, after about six hours, it's like, yeah, we're done. You're awake. You know what? My body changed after, after you know, being a dad and, and having newborns and being around newborns. And it was one thing because, you know, my, my I came back home when uh, I, have, I have a brother who's way younger than me. Yep. Right. So when, when I was 18, when my, when my brother was born, it was, and I just, and I was there for my mom and I came home and it's one thing to have, you know, just a young kid in the house that didn't affect me when I had my own babies and it was me and my, my ex and it was my babies. That's when this, this internal clock kicked in is whenever, when I was sleeping, whenever a sound was made, I was up instantly, immediately. Now, after I went through having that for like six months and then another time, now if a sound isn't being made, I can't sleep. I yeah. have to have sound right. to sleep. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, if it's too quiet, I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on yep. here? Something's quiet. The kids are burning the fucking house down. Something's going the fuck <laughs> on. Someone's out there doing something's fucked up. There's something going on. I have to have noise. And it's yeah. it's got to be in like either a television or at least a fan or some kind of noise or pressure or something going on. Or I can't sleep. Mine has to be a television. Yeah. Fans don't really do it for me. Like, the the white noise thing doesn't really. Yeah. But it has to be, like, something has to be playing. That's why, like, you'll see me just having something on in the middle of the night. Right. Because it just, I leave it play and I go to sleep. Right, yeah. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and if I don't fall right back asleep, I kick it back on. So it yeah. kind of gives me well, that comfort. That, you're the only reason why I, I don't turn on the uh, three episode and stop. <laughs> because, you know, typically... Typically, what I would do is just to uh, preserve uh, bandwidth. I would turn on the three episode and and make them say, "Are you still here?" Just like Netflix does. Yeah. But right. I I just unchecked that. Like fuck, he's gonna <laughs> he wants to watch it all night. So I just fucking I unchecked it and it just plays all night. Now. Yeah, pretty much. Like I wake you know? up, I wake up about you know usually about five thirty every day, and usually it's at some point it's stopped, and then mm-hmm. I just have to start it back up again and yeah. try to go back to sleep. But yeah, it's like six hours. If I go to bed by eleven. 5.30 a.m., I'm wide awake typically, every fucking day. And typically, it only stops if it does its own reset cycle, yep. if it does its own update right. cycle, if, if I have to shut it down for any reason. Yeah. It, only if it has to reset or interrupt itself, that's the only time it will really stop. And typically, it it's does It's usually that. on my end, I think, like my, oh, Chrome, okay. my Chromecast, kind of, like, because it's not getting a, a continuous, because I'm playing it either off my iPad or off of my um, phone Chromecast yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it'll, I see PlayStation 2 every now and again. Yeah, so I, I do watch it on my PlayStation. It's such but, a fucking creeper. I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, you, I, I'm good with it. Like, I know. I know you're creeping because I've watched you creep on other people. So, like, I know what's going on. So, I'm just like, whatever. Like, judge me, motherfucker. I'm watching comic book men. You put this shit up here. Yeah. Would you not want me to watch it? Right. It's not like I'm sitting there watching weird movies like, you know, a bunch of fucking... I don't know, like Lady Cribe movies yeah. and shit like that. You're not like watching that. Magic Mike. Right. I'm not watching Magic Mike or <laughs> The Notebook or some shit like that. Like, I'm watching fucking... Yeah. <laughs> comic book men because like, that was like one of the latest things you put up there you're watching Carlin comedy or something yeah, or something. yeah. yeah see, we, we see Jeff doesn't have to worry about getting caught watching that because he has like Magic Mike on special Blu-ray you know so he see, has that one for the side special. dude I haven't watched a movie on Blu-ray <laughs> in my own house in well over a year now because of Dave you get this. I don't have to <laughs> I, actually, I, I talked to Everett it was maybe three days four days ago maybe five days ago whatever it was and he said, I went and rented a movie. I said, why the fuck would you do that? And he said, I don't know. I was there, decided to rent a movie. He said, I went, I went and rented uh, 
Heartbreak is one of the movies that I had uh, that I already had. So you didn't have it on Plex. I got that on Plex. So I took, pulled up and showed up and said, "Well, I don't know. I just decided to rent a movie." He said, "Well, you're an idiot. You have Plex. I have everything. What do you want? What are yeah, you doing here, dude? I... Why are you renting movies? And where do you even rent a movie from nowadays? <laughs> yeah, they got a family video in Grand Haven. Seventeen. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. There's a family video in Grand Haven. God, I didn't even know they still had video stores. I didn't know it was yeah. still a thing. Yeah, the, the, there's still two family videos that operate in Muskegon. The one, wow. on, the one on Apple's still open. Well, I'll be damned. And the one out on Henry Street's still open. I've not been set foot inside of them in a long time. Sure, but, sure. But, like, I was an avid fucking DVD Blu-ray collector. Like, I have, fuck, probably over 200 yeah. movies and television series and shit like that. And I have not bought a movie myself <laughs> in I don't know how long. Yeah. You'll never need to, really. No, no. Not again. Not with how easy it is to stream. Fuck you know? yeah. Between my PlayStation and being able to Chromecast everything, I'm good. Yeah, the amount of people running, people, if more people start learning how to do stuff like Plex, and now with Cody coming out and stuff with that, you start <clears> to learn how to do stuff with Cody. Yeah. Which is a really cool program. And uh, I don't even use my Netflix subscription that I oh, pay for yeah. anymore. I don't, neither do I. Just... I, I use it almost as like a TV guide to say, oh, your Iron Fist is out. Cool. Let, yeah. me, go, let me go download it so that my guys, so that Ryan and fucking Pretty Jeff can check I'm out like, Iron Fist. I'm like, oh, what do we got on, on Netflix that Dave doesn't have on Plex? And Iron Fist is now at 68% <laughs> being done downloaded for the first season, you know, in 1080p. So yeah. what the fuck, fuck man? It. Yeah, I just. It's, it's definitely nice to have uh, people in high spots, eh? Fuck now, yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's awesome. My and my Plex has grown over. I've had it going for two years, and when I first started it, it was small. I had, I had about hundred movies or so. I had about you know maybe five or ten, maybe fifteen TV shows, if at the most. What I mostly had was I had a big collection of wrestling documentaries mm-hmm. and shoots and stuff like that. Big, big right. fucking collection. <laughs> I mean, monstrous. Um, I know, I, I've been I, through it. Yeah, oh my god, huge, <laughs> huge. Everything that K-Fame commentaries has ever put out, I have right now. Um, uh, but I didn't have a lot, I just, I didn't have a lot. And as I started collecting, and I had nobody uh, uh, shared to, I didn't have anybody. So yeah. As I started growing and growing and stuff, and I started showing people what it was, and um, I think the very first person that I ever, I think Everett was the first person who hooked it up to, and he didn't figure out, he didn't understand what it was, and that's fine, didn't know how to use it. And, and, um, and, and Angel, I hooked it up with her, um, uh, my buddy Tim in, Flor- in, in Texas, and it's hooked up to a few people, and, um, once they, once they started understanding that they could request things from me, yeah, and then within like two or three days, it was all there, they were like, oh, now this is fucking cool. Yeah, dude, well, like, I've been with it, with it. Pretty much since you know we started the show, so yeah. well over a year, and it's the growth in, yeah. has been immense in your library. Yeah, the, you were you were here since the inception of the big black the big box. black box, yeah. When you were still running like ones, you just swapped yeah. out of that ding 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 one on one on one on one. <laughs> Ryan Ryan's not Ryan. The big black box is a is a large enclosure that holds four eight eight thousand gig hard drives. Jesus. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. monstrous. Four eight terabyte hard drives for uh, thirty two thousand gigs worth of TV and movies. It's a tiny little and, box, and I'm running out of space. <laughs> I'm running out of space. Well, it's fine. Like the other night, I was like, I, you know, family's in bed. I'm trying to find something to watch. I was going through and going through. I'm like, God, there's so much I want to watch. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to, so I just had to throw on Cheers or whatever. That's yeah. pretty much what happens to me, dude. I get just like. 
I gotta find something. I'm throwing Cheers and <laughs> I was up to like, I think like three in the morning watching Cheers. I get overwhelmed as fuck trying to find yeah. something to watch. I do too. Myself, I, I do too. I, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like goddamn. That's why I just go to shoots. Yeah. Like, I've been doing that too late. It's been my default lately. It's just go to the cafe barrier. Yeah. And I put on shuffle. Boom. And I sit back and whatever pops up, that's what I play. Yep. And I was just, just did the Don Morocco timeline because why not? Why it not? it popped up and, and I said, what the hell? I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> we, we just, just jumped down our first rabbit hole. <laughs> it's my birthday. This is what I wanted to talk about exactly. to open the show. Fuck it. We do what we want. It's, it's our show. For some reason, people keep listening. So, <laughs> I was just explaining that like I work with um, one of the guys that I do my two of the guys that I do my other podcast with, and Chuck has been kind of wanting to do his own. He started trying to do his own. He's a big video game guy. Okay, so he was trying to do um, a video game podcast. But what, what kind of when you say video game guy is he like a console PC like console. mobile game? Oh, console. Yeah, he called Xbox. It, uh, PlayStation? Both. Um, right now, mostly the last couple of years, it's been PlayStation exclusively. But he, okay. he, he, uh, he called the, he's, he's calls himself the console hero. Like, that's his online name. Okay. And he was part of this guild of gamers when he was down in Virginia and stuff. Um, like, Chuck knows his shit, especially, like, MMOs and, and things like, like Final Fantasy. That dude is... Mm-hmm. Pfft, Good. I'd get along great with him. Yeah. So he, he's been wanting to do this thing up, but he's like, you know, I don't really know how to do it alone because I don't really have a, a personality and stuff like my personality i'm not funny i'm not entertaining like he was just like it was real to the point of everything like he he would write himself like how we kind of started where he would just write himself pages of notes and he's like telling me this and i'm like dude all right here's the first thing you do don't do that yeah like give yourself some talking points and then just kind of let shit flow freely so it sounds natural and you're not just reading information off yeah. of a piece of paper and and stuff like that. I was like, you know, that's the first way to kind of get yourself comfortable and make it more entertaining. Definitely. And I kind of Definitely. was like, given the scenario of like how we started, where it was real. This point, we're going to do this for this long and talk about specific stats of this guy. Too robotic. Too way too robotic. And that's what I kind of said. I was like, you gotta, you gotta just kind of let it free flow, and it makes it sound more natural. It gives your per- brings your personality out into it more. Yeah. I had that exact same problem there when you guys first had me on. Um, like, I would have, like, a bunch of little things written down that I'd want to say or whatever about it. But uh, Dave's questioning really helped me figure out they kind of let it flow, like you said, a lot easier. And then you realize that otherwise you're almost, like, on, like, a time schedule, like, radio or something mm-hmm. where you just want to get specific things out. Whereas you have unlimited time to, you know, you do half an hour one week, four to five minutes the next, three hours if you want, like... Once you kind of get that idea, like you said, Jeff, I think it really helps you go. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's all things that we had to figure out through trial and error. Oh, yeah. When we started out, it was very, we're going to spend X amount of time on this point, and if the conversation was going too long, we would, Dave would be like, all right, we've got to keep it moving, time, time, time. Chop it up. You know, and now it's just like, whatever, we're fucking 25 minutes into the show and we haven't said anything about mma so <laughs> it's just whatever yeah but it, it, it feels more natural it's more of a good conversation as opposed to oh it's so much better yeah so much better i enjoy it more like not that i didn't enjoy the show before but no, like but, but chuck has has the benefit of having uh direction we didn't have any direction we just jumped in balls first and didn't have any fucking idea of what we were doing well and we had a goddamn you know, wild card you know it would uh 
Yeah. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> we're, we kind of had to keep things that way because of him. Because it was when he left, that's when we kind of were like, all right, we oh, can ease back a lot. Man, we fucking laid it back after that, man. Well, because we had to keep it structured to keep him on task. Because yeah. otherwise he would end up just talking about... All over the, the fucking place. All over the fucking place. Or just on his phone. Uh, sigh. Deep sigh. I just like to harken back to that one and just just kind of jam it in there a little bit. (laughs) He's not going to hear that. He won't hear this anyway. He listened to the last one. Oh, he did. Did he finally listen? No, I said he didn't listen. Oh, I thought you said I thought you were going to say he finally did because I thought he was going to call out that I called him out. Of course not. Ryan, the fucking Ryan went savage on him. He didn't get it. (laughs) That was great. Ryan fucking fucking went straight savage on him. You posted that there in our in our conversation there the other day. Oh, he didn't see that until ah, No, I fucking missed it because we post. I checked it. We posted exactly the same fucking like second. Right. Bing, bing, wrapped each other, so it, did, it didn't pop up on, on my thing as a as you know. Bing, bing. Hey, look, Ryan did something. It didn't pop up and right, say anything, right. so I didn't even notice. I just happened to go back and was doing a, you, a review of the week or whatever the do fuck. You I was do you want to? Do you do want to give the listeners a little context? Yeah, the oh, fuck, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'd be glad to. I'd fucking be happy to. I was because I, I wasn't privy to. It. I found out. Yeah, in, sure. In the group, fuck so. yeah. All right. So I'll I'll start. And uh, we had uh, it goes back to the conversation we had on the podcast it was last week, where we talked about the the fight night with the issue, and <laughs> we didn't and and never didn't know who Boss Rutten was, right? And he said, "Boss, who was the fuck? It's Boss Rudin, dude." He's like, "Oh yeah, that guy." And he didn't know who he was. We we got Everett and I and, and Jeff and I were like, "Oh fuck, Everett, Jesus Christ!" And so, fast forward to uh, several days ago, uh, I posted something about my Plex being down, and I was frustrated. And Everett posted something, and right afterwards. Ever posted something about, dude, you got to touch it with soft hands. I'm going to tell you about soft hands. And right afterwards, I posted something, and Ryan posted something at the same time. I posted something. I said, I have iron fists. And Ryan said, Boss Rutten. That's all he said. That's it. Just gave him the fucking Boss Rutten. And, and, if, and if he would have fucking listened to the last week's show or, or the one before, anything like that, he would have knew exactly what we were fucking talking about, but he didn't. And, and to top it all off, the motherfucker liked the Boss Rutten comment. <laughs> that, well, that put the fucking cake right on top of it. I mean, that well, was... It was funny, too, because I just saw his comment. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. Dude, you fucking... That was savage. You savaged him, and it was fucking awesome. And he liked it. He liked it. (laughs) That was the fucking... That was the the cake right there, brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was was kind of expecting, like, you know, like, what do you mean? They were, like, something to come up... But nope, nothing. That was just the, the end of it. I mean, you know, anybody that can... Can nail Everett, and it's not me, because I'm usually the one that's savage on him. But that's because I've known him for fucking, God, 15 fucking years <laughs> now almost. Anybody, anybody can burn anybody by, by coming out and just saying, ah, oh, you're a fucking cockhead. 
But to, to subtly just slip something in there and then walk away like a thief in the night, that's that's the fucking, t- that's the, that's the well, talent. Jeff even said there in, the, in our group talk when he's like, you know, you never even met the guy, you never talked to the guy. <laughs> that's what I love the most is that you just <laughs> slide off of, in off of what you have heard of him <laughs> on the show. And from Dave and I, you have ascertained enough to understand Everett Hawkins and be able to burn him on his own stupidity. It's uh, it's wonderful. Awesome. I don't even have to do anything and call and somebody else calls out his stupidity, and I'm, I'm forever thankful for it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh, that's our show for the week, so everybody. Shit. Yeah, yeah, have a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good show. <laughs> oh, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty savage of you to just burn Everett right off the jump. So I appreciate that. That was fucking funnier than shit, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was just bummed I didn't catch it right away. I guess it was even funnier that I didn't catch it right away. Cause That's I, what makes it better, yeah. When I came back the second time, it was like a spit take of fucking coffee all over the side of my monitor. What the fuck? Where, where did this come from? Where, when That's the, the fuck? Because I'm at work and I get the get the message and I'm like, what, is he, what are they talking about? I'm like, that was like days ago. Like, like... Uh, it was fucking, that was glorious. Sometimes, sometimes things just go under the radar, yeah. bro. Yeah, it happened. And, and, and like, and like uh, Dave said, you know, it makes it even better when you just kind of like scroll through something later on. And you catch it then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. You guys oh, ready to talk man. about some fights? Let's... I'm ready to talk yeah, about this one. All right, let's break down last Saturday's uh, fight night from London, England. In the main event, poster boy Jimmy Manoa picks up the huge KO victory over Corey Anderson. Stopping him with a minute and 53 left in the first round with a, just a nasty, nasty uppercut. Oh, Dave and I were watching it while we were waiting for Ryan here just a few man. minutes ago, man. And it's just as brutal the second time around. Wow. Holy shit. Jimmy Manuel has got some power. And if he touches you, you're done. Yeah, you really are done. Yeah. There, wasn't, there wasn't much to this fight. There was, nope. a, there was a lot of Anderson was circling, doing a lot of head movements, doing a lot of wasted movement, and a lot of wasted shit that Manawa wasn't biting on at all. Manawa didn't fall for any of his bullshit. And as soon as, uh, as, soon as Corey Anderson stopped his shit and took one slow step, Manawa, bop, and it was over. And that's it. Yeah. Good fucking night. And he was done. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, he kissed the canvas. Ryan, what did you think of the of the nastiness of Jimmy Manoa? Well, it was funny because when I was watching it, and then like you guys, I, I watched it after, and I had known that the result, but um, I saw the shot, and at first I thought he had missed it, but then you know we see Anderson just drop, and then they showed in the replay, and I had to go back and rewatch the uh, the knockout. It was it was just so perfectly said, like you know the second he stopped uh, stopped his movement and just he fell right into Manoa's trap. And that was it. Yeah, good night. Uh, in the aftermath, Jimmy Manoa calls for the winner of Rumble Johnson in D.C. Uh, I think Jimmy might be getting ahead of himself a little bit there, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Dave? Ooh, uh, well, with the, the way 205 really is, not much else to do in that division. Oh, there's still guys ahead of him is the problem. And one of them Not was his corner man. Wasn't he fourth? He was fourth or fifth. I think he was fourth going into this, going into this yeah, fight. Let me just check I, something I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure uh, Rumble obviously is number one. Uh, Gus and I want to so say. So he didn't move up any. I want to say Glover and Gus <laughs> are ahead of him. He 
he didn't move up at all. Yeah, so he's still number four. He might have been five before that. There might have been somebody else ahead of him, but I think he did move up to four when they took Ryan Bader out of the. Yeah, so he didn't move up after this weekend. Shogun. Shogun few, moved you know, up one, and so a did Ozemir. A few people had moved because of some some other stuff, but Manoa didn't move at all, and, and Anderson they didn't move at all after their fight. Yeah. Um. Um. There's still probably. Hmm, I mean, there's still stuff for him to do. I'm sure, but. Yeah, he's not that far off from from being up there. Oh, I, I don't think he's far off, no. but I think I think him calling for the winner is a little <clears> bit <throat> getting ahead of himself slightly. Just because you still got you got the guy at number one. If he becomes champion, he knocked you out cold already, and the guy sitting at number two knocked you out cold. Exactly, and now he's in your corner. But I'll, I'll digress on that point for a minute, Ryan. What uh, what did you think about him calling out? Johnson and and Cormier's winner. Well, they, could that fight, you know, by the time that fight happens in April, you give those, one of those two guys the winner, you know, the uh, a couple months off to fight. You're going to be rolling around to around the time that John Jones' suspension is going to be over, and it's going to be hard. I mean, <clears throat> John Jones has beaten pretty much everyone in that top five except for Rumble and uh, Jimmy Rumble Johnson and Jimmy Manoa. Sorry. I was just I was saying yeah. the same thing as you except for I said it and Jimmy Manoa. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can't. I mean, I know Dana White's been saying he's not going to get the title shot, and he is going to get the shot. I think it's crazy to think John Jones doesn't get uh, the shot against the winner when he comes back. Yeah, you're right. I think for Manoa, give Manoa Hua after the you know they both won. Um, both they so they obviously both of them don't have a fight lined up, whereas Glover has Gus, and you have the, the championship fight. Right, yeah. that was that's so a great you, fight. You that's where I was going to point out too. So I think it should be until Jones gets back, and then they can figure out the Jones angle uh, when he's all cleared, ready to go. Uh, as for calling out the champ, though, I think it's always smart to to call ahead. To, to call out someone above and then get, like them get talked down I don't to even, fight below. I don't even really know if he was so much calling out the champ as I think he thinks that Rumble Johnson's going to win and he wants that rematch with Rumble. He wants, he wants the Rumble fight. Oh, yeah. He wants the Rumble fight. He will definitely wants the Rumble fight. I think fight. he wants the Rumble fight either way. Definitely. He just wants the Rumble fight. You yeah. Know? I will. You guys think he can beat Rumble? No. No. God no! No, we had, we had this. Dave and I had this conversation just a, a few minutes ago. <laughs> he he hits I, hard, but he don't hit Rumble hard. What? Okay, I asked Dave about this. I want to ask you, Ryan. And I and I kind of posed it as were you weirded out, but maybe it just does it make any sense for Jimmy Manawa to be working and and having in his corner Alexander Gustafson, the guy who beats you and and is ranked ahead of you. Like I mean, I, I know. Mean, I know we, former. We've seen it before, though. Like you know, the, the, <clears throat> when someone beats you, you, you call them into the camp to train with you, possibly. Like if you're not on bad terms, to kind of fix your game plan up, and maybe that's something that had happened, and they just kind of hit it off. And it, yeah, to to your point, it has happened before. It happened with uh, Phil Davis and, and Gus, but <sighs> it's hard though because there's a good chance, like like you said, you know, they're all in the top five. There's a you know, there's a very good chance that with a win over over Glover, you could be looking at a Gus, um, uh, a Gus and uh, Jimmy Manoa fight, and then then you have the whole thing where where the camp implodes upon itself. Like we've seen before with other guys like Jones and uh, and Rashad. Rashad, yeah. Um, and then that was uh, ATT with Robbie and freaking Tyron. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, but that, then that was a point I was going to make. They're going to have to have to fight 
each other at some point if 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 Gus wins over Glover, that's that's a fight staring you in the face because he said he doesn't he won't fight John Jones. He doesn't want to fight John Jones because John Jones tainted everything with steroids. Blah blah blah. Kiss my ass. Right, though that's right. Yeah. Um, but and like you, it's not even so much that that it's an opponent that beats you because like with Phil Davis and Gus, I think if I remember right, it was a decision loss. With Jimmy Manoa and Gus, Gus stopped you in the first round of the fight, first minute of the fight in, mm-hmm. in London, like clapped you out and put you to sleep. Almost as bad as Anthony Johnson put you to sleep. I don't right. know if I could work with somebody after that. I don't know, man. That'd be hard. I don't know why either. I was just really I mean, taken you, back you by a, it. You have to be a pretty good professional and be able to look through things and realize that that guy caught you that you like in a way that you had not been caught before. I think that was, was Gus his first loss. Yeah, yeah, because Gus yeah, so... that fight took place right after Gus had um, fought Jones, and they were setting right. it up for winner gets the shot at Jones, and I think they were kind of postering Jimmy Manawa to, to beat right. Gus, and that Gus kind of just fluked it with John Jones, and then he put him out. That's and then, right, that's and then right. Gus went on and lost to Rumble. And then and Gus went on to lose on to Rumble and then lose to DC. Screwed everything up and you know, the division yeah. went flip-flop again. And yeah, yeah. Rumble Rumble did to him what he did to Jimmy Manoa in his own hometown <laughs> and knocked him out fucking cold. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let me turn it back to... There wasn't much in this fight, though. No, dude. no. I mean, the fight touch. itself, we've, we've talked more about the future for Jimmy Manoa than what there really was to cover for the fight. Corey Anderson, I think that's two in a row now. Two bad knockouts in a row. Or am I wrong? Was he on a win fight? Win I thought he, no, he, he was. Okay. It was. He did win his last. I, I get Corey. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Corey Anderson and uh, sometimes I confuse Anderson and Brunson. Brunson's on two fucking bad losses in a row. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, whatever Corey Anderson does is not going to be anything spectacular. I mean, he's coming off a loss. He's one and two in his last three fights. He's just got to fight his way back up. But in that division, there's plenty of room to fail and still climb yeah, back you, up. You just throw him against Volante. Why not? Why, I mean, why, I mean why, at this point, why not? Whoever you got down there, yeah. you know, doesn't really matter right now. Um I'm still excited to see where, where what happens next with Manoa, see if he can continue doing things like he did, you know, uh, last Saturday night and see if he can continue keeping things up like that or if he's gonna or if he's gonna be the guy that if he's gonna be the guy that knocks him out or he's gonna be the guy that gets knocked out because he's one or the other. Manoa's one or the other. He's not he's not anything in between. He's either the dude that knocks you out or he gets fucking starched. Right. I was I right. misspoke. It was a second it's round like KO now. that Gustafson beat. Man, well, not no. first. Either way, he got starched. Yeah, either way, he got starched. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was Rumble that starched him in the first 30 seconds. That sounds like Rumble to me. Yeah. Sounds like the Rumble I know and love. Yeah. No, Rumble got him in the second, too. Jesus Christ. Well, hey. He just gets knocked out in the second round. So he likes the second. Yeah. He likes to take a little abuse in the first and then get careened <laughs> in the second. And Which the, is weird because normally if you can get Rumble out of the first round, you have a pretty good chance of winning the fight. Yeah, generally. If you can get out of the first round of the Rumble, wow. Yeah, congratulations. You did it. You have a good chance of living. In the co-main event, uh, Gunnar Nelson 
completely dominated <sighs> Alan Joban. What a showing. It was beautiful. It really was. Gunner uh, looked awesome. Looked absolutely dominating in all facets. Joban really only had one flurry where when he came out in the second round and tried to charge at Gunner, and then that ended up costing him. <clears throat> Throwing an equal amount of strikes of 17, but Gunner, uh, and actually Joe Ban having the more significant strikes, but Gunner landing the one that counted, and granted he subbed him, but he could have just as easily let him fall down and go to sleep. <laughs> I screamed. I screamed out loud. I was just like, holy shit. Oh, my God, when he fucking cracked him. And then you just see Joe Ban like, stumbling around like he was drunk. Dave? Yeah, you know what? I love watching Gunnar Nelson fight, dude. I, I, he's, he's a thrilling fighter to me because he's he's a, he's, he's a jiu-jitsu genius. Um, and it shows that he, he really wanted... Um, he really wanted the submission in this fight because, yeah, he could have he hit him with that shot in the second round. He could have just stayed on the strikes and just finished him with strikes, but he snapped him down with that front face lock and he rolled him over and he wanted the submission. He goes for the submission at all times. That's what he's thinking every single time he sets up a strike. He's thinking three steps ahead: strike, strike, submission, strike, strike, takedown, submission, submission. He's always thinking submission, right. no matter what happens. He struck, he struck him in the face and he wobbled him and he was seventy-five percent knocked out at that point. All he needed to do was another strike, maybe flip him up and ground and pound, and he could have finished him. And what was he thinking? Submission. And he snapped him down and took it. Gunner is is awesome. I love watching Gunner fight. I love watching him perform. He's an elite level jujitsu. He's an elite level fighter, and I'm going to continue rooting for him. Man, this is a great win for him. We knew he was going to have a very successful night against Alan Choban. Choban was just not a great matchup for a guy like Gunner, but it's still exciting to see this guy fight. Ryan, who did you pick in this fight? <clears throat> oh shit! I, I, Really? Yeah, I'm not afraid to go. I'm not afraid to go off on a limb. <sighs> I could, I could be like you guys and take the the easy pick every single time. Smart. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it's hold. different than easy. Excuse me, <laughs> my friend. Excuse me. Taking Gunner Nelson was not the easy pick. It was the smart pick. The only time taking Gunner Nelson was not the smart pick was when he went against fucking uh, Damian Maya. Maya. Yeah. Picking Andre the Giant, and you're picking Iron Mike Sharp. I'm taking Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you're picking Barry Horowitz. <laughs> hey, Barry Horowitz had a win. One. <laughs> hey, how many do you have? How many do you have? That's neither here nor there. Isn't it? I'm undefeated. <laughs> Don't open this can of worms with me, sir. We still got a long show to go. And I got plenty for your ass I coming up. I your ass. I did quite good on the fantasy points this week uh, for this, this card, actually. I did real well. I did like 2,100, 2,200 or something. I did really well. I did okay, except for Brad Pickett. Poor Brad Pickett. Yeah. What? Yeah, well, uh, Gunner Gunner looked phenomenal. Uh, John Kavanaugh called for a fight with Wonderboy next. I'm a, I'm into it. Sign me I'm up. I'm all about it, brother. Sign me up. I will watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, that'd be that's the one we got. We always kind of talked about on this show: the striker against the grappler. I don't know if the potential of being a great one. I don't know if Wonderboy is going to be able to point fight a guy like Gunner, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be tough. Especially but, if Gunner gets him to the ground. This, but I'd love to see it either way. I want to see it. I want to see it. 
Gunner's at nine right now. I mean, it's a little bit of a of a jump. But there's a lot of welterweights, so they're also tied up there, aren't there? <clears throat> uh, well, Condit, we don't know if he is retired or not. That's four. Uh, Robbie, we don't know what's going on. That's two. Maya and Masvidal are three and five. They're tied up. Magny's got a fight, I believe, but I don't know against who. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought Magny had a fight announced. Seems like Magny always has a fight. It's true. Magny does always have a fight. Nope. He's he doesn't have, have one anything. currently. I thought he, I thought maybe his name was just bannered. Maybe maybe this was that was the name that was bannered around for a possible fight for Gunnar Nelson is Neil Magny and, and Kim I think is open too. Yeah, stun guns open. Yeah. So I mean there's there's a couple yeah, guys I, ahead I of him. Gunner in all of those matches except for like the Wonder Boy fight, I think it's the only one that kind of has like that the little bit of intrigue to it. I I can see him tapping out uh Kim or Magny with no problem, uh, based off the performance that he had on the other night. Yeah, I, I will watch him fight any. I mean, Cowboy's ahead of him at eight, but he's on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Uh, but we know he won't sit for long. Dana wants him to sit, but he's, you know, Dana's version of him sitting long and Donald's version of him sitting long is way, way different. different. I can so, see him trying yeah, to but push. He, yeah, but if he's not getting offered a fight, I mean. Dana says, well, about four months, and Cowboy says, well, about four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Magni and and uh, Gunner would be nice fight. Magni nice and Gunner would be fun. So would Magni and I think Magni and Stun Gun. Yeah, that'd be a great fight too. I would love to see, uh, or not Magni. I'm sorry, Gunner. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Gunner and Condit, but I just don't know even know if Condit still. I don't know. I don't know where he's at. I don't either. He. I don't yeah, even know if he knows where fight. he is. He hasn't. We haven't heard anything from him, have you? No, not really. It's been pretty quiet. Been pretty quiet. Uh, yeah, as as I was mentioning earlier, uh, Marlon Vera picks up performance of the night with his third round TKO of Brad Pickett in Brad Pickett's swan song fight. Sucks for Pickett because he was winning that fight. He was up two rounds to uh, two rounds to zero going into the third. Um, Vera finally just let that head kick go and caught him it was it uh what did did you guys either one of you think it was possibly an early stoppage um as the referee was coming in to pull marlon vera off you see pickett with his feet on vera's legs kicking him away like vera hit him with two shots but pickett managed to scramble around to his to himself to get space and then was was kind of pushing him off of him it I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't. Um, I didn't question it at the time, so I'd have to look back at it again now. I didn't question it at the time. I, I'm. I'm not even really questioning it. It. It, it could have been maybe. viewed as an as an early stoppage. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, Ryan, I know you usually. What do I'm, you think, buddy? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, cut your point yeah. off, Dave. No, no, no. <laughs> I, maybe. Maybe not for me. That's it. Ryan, I know yeah, you watch the fights like probably 30 times already. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. It's hard for, like, we don't hear anyone clamoring about it. Uh, you don't hear, like, anyone saying, oh, it was too soon or oh, it was too late. For me, it, all, like, it always makes it feel like going back and watching the fights, um, how, like, you know, a couple of times. If the first time you might think it might be uh, an early stoppage, if you don't hear anyone talking about it uh, at nauseum, 
the next day and days afterwards, then it's probably an okay stoppage. That's how I feel. And I mean, I think he was defending himself okay, but at the same time, I could I I can see it being an okay stoppage. Yeah. I- it's kind of a maybe, maybe nothing. I've heard a few people talk about it. The severe guys kind of batted around whether how they felt about it. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was okay. a bleeding. But I, I could also see where if he would have let it go, it could have been okay. And maybe pick it. I mean, it was only a minute and 12 left in the fight. If he kicks him off and keeps the space, gets his whip back about him, he ends up picking up a, or at least maybe getting a draw with it possibly being a 10-8 with the knockdown. Yeah, maybe a decision victory. But at least at least possibly having the shot at the de- decision victory. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. You decision know. or draw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, he was he was either going to win or draw that fight if he didn't get stopped. If Vera I re- had to stop him. I see. If I remember right, I had him on the first two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was up 2-0. Yeah. I, I, and I was bummed just because, and I've, I, I won't be that guy that says, I've been a Brad Pickett fan my whole life. I'm so no, bummed. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? You always get guys like that when there's someone retiring and they say, man, I've been a fan of his my whole life, man. I know everything about him. He's, he's one of my favorite fighters. Sorry to see him go. I haven't. wasn't that guy. But he's been a face in the UFC for a long time. Yeah. I can yeah. remember so many cards of Brad Pickett, man. He's been a stalwart fighter. He's always, you know, he's always shown up. He's never pissed dirty. He's always made the weight. He's always made the walk. He's always been there. He's always done yeah. everything he's been asked of him, and he's never bitched about it. And for him to uh, to go out like that on his back and on a loss, you know what? Fuck it, man. He he. That was his career, and that's he did it the way he wanted to do it, and uh, he didn't seem to have any fucking regrets about it. Oh no, he so. like I was saying to you, um, he was on this last on Tuesdays on or Wednesday, Monday or Wednesday. I don't remember what day they released him, but uh, on the Unfiltered show with Matt Sarah and Jim Norton, and uh, you know he seemed in really good spirits about everything and and the way things went on. He just said, you know. It, I went out on my shield the way I wanted to. Did I did I get the win that I wanted to get? No, but do I have any, you know, regrets or ill feelings about it or anything like that? No, you know, whatever. Yeah. He was a blue collar fighter. He was a blue collar working class Englishman who came out with the paper this time? Yeah. He came out with the paper, right? Yep. He he yeah. said he talked about that. He was like, you know, it's just like you're riding the train to work, you're reading the paper on your yeah. way to work. And that's it. That's what it was. It was me just going to work. Good man. And to, to build off of, uh, of, of Dave's point there earlier, uh, it, I think the the worst part is that people are just kind of finding out of him for the most part near the end of his career. Yeah, because he's a guy that he's a guy that if people knew about him a few years back, you know, it could like he could have been possibly given uh, funner fights uh, and more under, against like you know bigger name guys uh, as opposed to waiting till. The last, uh, the last couple fights of his career. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is, man. He got what he got, and uh, he never bitched about it once. Never nope. once. That's no. Nope. That's what I really respect about it. Is uh, no matter what he was given, he made the best of it, and he went out there and he worked his ass off, and he came back and never, never once heard him come out on an interview and say I deserve more or uh, I'm entitled to this or I should have that. And one of the just said, "Oh well, it is what it is," and you know what. He's a fucking champion in my eyes for that. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, I do want to kind of touch about the uh, post-fight interview with Marlon Vera. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, 
the way he was really bigging up Brad Pickett and talking about yeah. how it was somebody he looked up to and he respected and it was a big deal and you saw him get emotional. Did they did they have a translator in there for Vera? Because I don't think he quite understood what was going on and I didn't. See, I don't no, know. he was he was in there on his own. He just he doesn't was. speak very exactly. good. English. I don't think he quite got what what they were trying to ask him. I mean, he was but he was coming out. He had he knew what he wanted to say and he was saying great things about Pickett and everybody there. Yeah, just I don't think he quite grasped what Hardy was trying to ask him. I don't think he also didn't notice that. Uh, Hardy called him Cheeto twice. And I'm pretty sure his nickname is Chico. Isn't it Chico Vera? Oh, what a dick. Click, click it. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, he called him Cheeto twice. I didn't even notice. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even that. notice I did, that. I just watched it last. I watched it again last night. And uh, it's no, it's Cheeto. It is Cheeto, but not like che- like E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
this way, and then 29, 28 this way. I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know, this this guy sees it complete domination on one side. This guy sees it close, but to the other side. What's the other guy do? Oh, complete domination to this side. Again, what the fuck, man? Right. What the, we're not in New York. What's the fucking deal here? Right. What's least, the fucking deal here? At least it wasn't 3020. At least one didn't go 3027 Allen, 3027 Amir Khani, and then 2928 Amir or something like that. No, but. And completely fuck up. He's one point off of doing, you know. It's true. I mean, I'm sick of, you know. It's just the inconsistency. It's, it's something small, every, but. Every single week we, we have that discussion. Over See what Denver's. I'm saying? Excuse me. It's not going to get any better. Not, nope. not when more states start adopting the new 10-8 definitions. We're fucked. Just, We're like I fucked. Said, just like I said last week. We are going to see so many more draws. Yeah. They so need, they need to listen to Joe Rogan. As his idea of getting rid of the judges and bringing in ex-fighters as the judges is probably the smartest thing that that they should be thinking about and talking about. You know what he said? He said he said take the cage on and put it on a basketball uh, arena. Yeah, open the floor up and make it a giant. Make it a basketball ring or something. Not no ring. No ring. Just just on the basketball court. On a basketball court. Yeah, let them fight there. Okay, you're not going to be able to grab a hold of the cage. No. For it. Joe Rogan has some good ideas, and some other time, I think he smokes a lot of fucking weed. Yeah, but I think I smoke is... a lot of weed, and I think some of Joe Rogan's <laughs> ideas are fucking outrageous. Oh man! But his, but his thought about the judges, though, I think is a good one because when you have guys that were actually in their competing MMA, they would definitely see it differently. So why not like do a trial and see how some of these guys can do on like amateur cards and that kind of stuff, where they're not really going to be affecting too too much, and then. There's, there's, there's yes and no to that because there could be some fighters that have just taken too many shots to the fucking head to even pay attention to yep. the fights anymore. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. There's yes and no. There's, there's up. There's, there's, but there are fighters who who didn't do that, and they're very intelligent, and they could be the best of fucking judges. I mean, there there are still fighters like that. I mean, you put someone like Dominic Cruz out there, maybe he could be a great fucking judge. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, someone like him, not necessarily no, no, him. No, no, yeah, right, right, right. You know, but someone right. like him, he could, they could be a great fucking judge. The problem um, having, sorry, no, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was gonna say like, having the the whole boxing point system, and you know, this has been talked about for years. Like that also doesn't help because now they want to get away from that, and I feel like they're just trying to go, you know, to from one extreme to the next without really. Without really trying it, they're just jumping in to the 10-8, like you know, like you said with the uh, seeing a lot of draws. I think that they should have eased it in a little differently, as opposed to just like throwing it out there. It's like January first, this is how it's done, kind of thing. Well, I mean, they kind of are easing it in because it's only in a few states. Not every state has adopted the, the rules. System? Yeah, not yeah. every state has adopted the the mm. new rules yet. I no. thought it was MMA-wide, no? No. no, it, no I mean, no. It, it, oh. it's been put in MMA-wide, but states have to yep. adopt it. Yep. And the only ones so far that I know of that I that the UFC has had fights in that have have been Vegas and Texas, I believe, was under the new rules. Yeah, California was not. California's Brazil not. New was Jersey's not. not. New York's not. Uh, new Jersey was actually, like, the first state when the, when the rules – when the new rule set was put out that was like, fuck you guys, we ain't taking this yeah. bullshit. Sounds like Jersey that I know and love. <laughs> but I don't think New York has, has accepted them either because I don't oh. think... Hey, they'll tell you, man, blue cheese with wings will go fuck your mother. Right. 
That's all right. I wish I had some. Oh. I don't would have taken them with you. I know. It's okay. <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> this... I was just stating. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I, 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 I'll no. cut out the drug talk. No, I, I, I nope. That's too far for um, me. This, this, uh, what do you think about these? Um, now that we're rounding off the main card, um, all fight pass cards. Um, successful? Should they do more? Should they continue uh, making them more uh, more popular fighters? Um, is the future of the UFC going to be more streaming? Um, should they continue to try to boost that service, being that it's a nine ninety nine service, and that you know we're, we're talking about uh, you know a company that just sold for four billion dollars? Right. Do, do they increase the cost, make it a twenty dollars service, but put almost pay per view quality fights on there? I um, mean, now I, that that we're talking about fight pass. Just do a small little, right. you know. I think I think the amount of fight pass exclusive cards that they are doing is the right amount. Um, you know, they're not they're doing once every couple of months of, of you know strictly fight pass card, and I think that's that's really good. Um, they've gotten better with the fight pass cards. I mean, we had Anderson and Bisping last year. Um, there's been some other ones. I mean, the the Ireland card that they did last. year, Last fall, I think it was, where they did Ireland and and South America in the same day mm-hmm. when Bader took on Noguera, but I can't remember who was headlining that. The I Irish remember card. that day, though. It was a fun day. Yeah, it was, it was a lot was, of MMA. Yeah, it was like Irish card all day, and then the Brazil one started at, like, you know, normal time. Yep. Uh, you know, things like that, that I think are good. Um, I think this was a good fight pass card. I don't think this would have had good ratings at all on cable. I do think there's more that they could do with Fight Pass. Um, I think maybe not doing like the WWE Network model where you pay the nine ninety nine a month and you get all the pay per views for free, but at least give me some discount on it, yo. Don't expect me to pay ten bucks a month and then still charge me sixty. Like, come on now. If you're a, maybe if you're a, a Fight Pass subscriber, five ten percent off uh, something monthly pay per views. Yeah, because I don't want to up it to twenty a month. That's a lot of fucking bread. If you're you know, um, I mean, I use... Ryan, Ryan, are you a, are you a Fight Pass subscriber at this point? Uh, no, I'm not. Sorry, right. I think okay. I'm the only one, <clears throat> right? Well, you have one, but you deactivate. And yeah, I, I do all the time. We're like, yeah, I've we're stayed... like a, lost lovers that come back in touch when we I, just need a, a stayed, nighttime thing. Like I was like first, you know, opening of Fight Pass. I signed up, did the trial, did I a did couple too, of months, and, was... and then it it was garbage, and they hadn't gotten Chromecast. Onto devices and shit, and then I dipped. Yeah. And then when they got, when they finally were coming around, and I was watching a lot more pay per views with my friends and stuff, wanted to be able to watch the Fight Pass prelims when they finally shifted over to that off of having them off TV. Then I, I, I stayed strong, continuous for at least the last two, if not the last three. I mean, the entire time we've been doing the show, I've had my fight. My fight pass has never lapsed. So maybe offer you some some further benefits for some, for continuing it. If, if not, you know, if they're not going to do a, like a fight every month, and maybe make it fifteen or something. Don't up it. Just give me like give me five or ten percent off yeah. of the pay per views. Something. If you're not going to, you know, and, like, and keep doing the cards that they're doing, like maybe four a year. Or what they're doing is that what they're doing right now? Like four a year. 
uh, Fight Pass six exclusive cards, four to six, something like that. That's not, not six years a, not now, not one every other ton, month. Yeah, yeah, something like that, one every okay. couple of months. And, like, as far as content goes, there is a lot of content on Fight Pass. I mean, a lot. You have the fight libraries of all the classics of every UFC, Strike Force, Pride. Right. Um, what else? Elite XC. You know, every company that they Huge own. Huge libraries. WEC. Yeah. But then also, you know, the, the the companies that they've been brokering deals with over the last couple of years now being able to get all the EBIs on there. Yeah, and, yeah. You saw um, the girl, the Invictus. Invicta, Invicta's great. Yeah. There's actually a really good Invicta card this weekend. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for something to fill up that time with no UFC, you got a fight pass. There's, there's a pretty good Invicta. Yeah. You know, and, and the last Invicta card that I watched was really good. Really good. Like they yeah. they put on some pretty decent cards and stuff. And you see a lot of these Invicta girls that you're seeing now will end up will end up being UFC uh, mainstays, uh, especially the higher level ones. Yeah, and per, possibly champions. Right. Um, that's where we get a lot of our champions at today. Uh, a lot. Of, some of them started over in, in uh, Invicta. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I think eventually a lot of the. Uh, the 145 class is going to make its oh, way yeah. over from Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to fill up from them. Ryan, you know, you say you don't have it now. What, uh, what's the one, maybe two things that would, would make you buy it, right, and, and subscribe to it now and stay subscribed to it? You, um, you know what? The, the way you guys said there about, um, like, a discount on the pay-per-view, because I think, like, like to your point, it's hard for them to do, like, the WWE uh uh, way of doing it with the pay-per-views for free and all that, but I do think that if you're a subscriber, uh, you know, ten to fifteen percent discount, like uh, promo code or whatever you can fill in, and you get a discount off of it, wouldn't be that bad of a thing to do because if you're getting like, like I'm not sure because I don't have it, but like uh, fight pass exclusive things, like is there a lot that would make you want to subscribe to it? Because I mean, to your point, you can find. A lot of those old fights and libraries and that kind of stuff, you can find them elsewhere. Having them at your fingertip at any at any point in time is always nice. But the yeah. uh, sorry, no, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were done with your point. Go ahead and finish. I was just going to no, add no, to what yeah, you were I saying. I was going to say if they have a lot of exclusive things, then it might make maybe then it would be a little bit more there's viable for some people. As far as like live, um events and stuff that are non-UFC related. There are a lot of good exclusive stuff. Uh, Glory, Invicta, um, EFN from, you know, from Russia, uh, Cage Warriors. Yeah, and and like you said, EBI is a big one for us. EBI, um, Valor, Rob freaking Emerson. Rob Emerson fights as a a champion for Valor Fighting Championships, which is, you know, Emerson was a, a... uh, ultimate fighter Good for him so I, yeah. I didn't want to go too deep but since this is an all fight pass card and there's not a lot of meat left on the bones for us to talk about on the on the card i mean there's a few fights left right. that we'll talk but about on the undercard it's a good question though um i just figured since we had someone who's been there from the day one someone who's not subscribed i get to ask the question i pose the question why not see what it would take and you know i think the 10 percent discount would be great would because, that be like, awesome I get, that, that would be like a six for them a six dollar discount well i get a discount for because i usually order all my the pay-per-views and stuff through um my playstation yeah. network through the live event viewer and i have had some issues with live event viewer crashing and shit right but i can get the pay-per-view for 
$44. Yeah, that's amazing. Instead of 60 And they say it's only 720p, but I have not noticed any difference. You don't difference. notice the difference, no. When we order here, we, I don't have any problem ordering it here. And we order, I don't even have to have, you don't have to have Fight Pass. No. I just go to their website and I pay their 60 right. bucks and we order it. And, and, I've, and that's how well, I used to do it. it. I used to do it through the UFC's website or, or through my Fight Pass and stuff. We get the fights. But then it's like, okay. Sixty dollars for this or forty four? Yeah, man. So you guys are you guys are still six well six dollars American, right? Yeah, yeah. No yeah, Japanese. We, what the no, fuck? Because I'm saying because we do sixty dollars Canadian, like there's no exchange for disc, like there's no change in rate for that. Like which I find is kind of weird. I was thinking about that earlier today. That it's I think you would think that it would be a little bit more expensive to try to kind of like eat like even it out. Oh, in Canada, like yeah, you would yeah, think so. I would think so, yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, because I'm because I'm fifty nine ninety nine for every card, like just like you guys are, despite the huge gap in the, between the dollars. What's the what's the exchange rate right now? I I'm not too sure. Someone I, someone had said something thirty percent, but I mean, are we still stronger than you guys? I don't Holy shit! Business enough. Oh yeah. As far as I know, dollar thirty four. Yeah, we're a dollar one dollar to a dollar thirty four Canada. All right, so we're still stronger than one economy. Not bad. We'll take that. Yeah. The one, yeah, the well, one no. fucking country we can beat up. Because <laughs> they don't have a military. <laughs> now you get some. I mean, the, besides the fight stuff, there's some pretty decent original content. Um, they're where are they now? Looking for a fight. Looking for a fight is good, but the, the, also there's um the where are they now? Yeah. Series that they started doing there into their four, fourth quote unquote season, but they only you know they're only like ten minute episodes, things like that. But actually, my favorite thing that they've put out in the last six to eight months were these um, fightography the tournament documentaries they did. They did one with Dan Severin about uh, the the UFC four tournament. Um, Don Fry watched it. Watched yeah. Both. Unbelievable. A really good one, even though it's kind of hard because you have to read subtitles, though, is the Shogun one about that fucking middleweight pride Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. That one's a half hour long, and it is fucking great. I remember, All three of them are awesome, though. I remember when, uh, when, I, when I got when I was doing that on again, off again with Fight Pass for so long, one of the times that I renewed it was they sent me an email and said, if you come back now, you could see the exclusive Brock Lesnar interviews. They did like a four or six mm-hmm. part, remember those? And nobody ever gets inside scoops no. on Brock Lesnar. I renewed for three months, and I did a three-month renewal just so I could come back and I could see those inside uh uh, for the next three months as they were releasing those Brock Lesnar things. Yeah, they were awesome. The Pioneers of MMA series is really good, too. Uh, they've got Shamrock, uh, Henzo Gracie, Hughes, Pat Militich, Boss Root and Chuck, BJ, <laughs> Big Nog, Dan Severin, and then Vitor. Um, you know, there there is some pretty good non-fight content that I think is really, that I enjoy quite a bit. That's awesome. Um so, yeah, there's plenty of other stuff you can get off of it besides, you know, just the fight that makes it worth the nine ninety nine a month. But they could, I mean, the, fight, the amount of fights that they have in their live events alone make it worth the 10 bucks. They could increase their sales by something simple as uh, get a uh, 10, 10% off, paper, off the $60 pay-per-view. Yep. You know, that's six bucks off, you know, continuously run this. They gave me a $10 off coupon for taking that stupid survey. Yeah. Which I don't even know if I ever fucking got. 
Yeah. Y'all need to hurry up and send me that before USC 210. Well, I thought that was fun. We need. I wanted to do that one for a yeah, while. Yeah, no, anyway. that's actually, I'm really glad you brought that up. I wanted to do that I'm one. I'm really glad you brought that up. I got two sides of the coin. <clears throat> so. And Let's... I was just I do like that with the fight pass that they do a lot of like those overseas cards where there's a huge time difference as a fight pass only thing. Yeah, that's because putting them on TV, you're not going to get the ratings, right? Yep, exactly. exactly, exactly, and that's what they do. You know, the the Michael Bisbing fight against Anderson was was live in London as opposed to London having to deal with it being in the middle of the night. Um, and I'm trying to think, there were some other ones that they did. Oh, when Uriah they did was... Uriah and Frankie, I think was from Korea or China or something, uh, where it was like ten o'clock in the morning. Philippines, Philippines, yes, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah, where it was like ten o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. They did yeah. breakfast with the UFC, yeah. like things like that's kind of cool. They can well, once if it's going on Fight Pass, they can control the time. They can, the, it'll always be up there for you to go watch it for the next sixty. You don't have to worry about DVRs or nothing. It's yep. hosted right in their server. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. So the other thing I think I kind of that that sucks for with Fight Pass though is like FS1 content is blacked out for X amount of days. Like you can't get it on Fight Pass. Like. It takes like a week or two. We're like, I can get oh, okay. like pay per views are up within a week on Fight Patch, which is a really good turnaround from when it first started because it was about a month. So thirty days is, is yeah what I thought it used to be for me anyway. I, maybe it's still thirty days. Maybe it's just two weeks for uh, FS1 content. But the turnaround times have gotten a lot better. Okay, a lot better. So I mean, well, good. There's plenty of things they're improving on. They're still improving on it. I'm glad that uh, WWE hasn't made it the you know their redhead stepchild, and they just don't want to deal with it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they continue to improve on it and and maybe take some some of our ideas and offer you know I think a ten cent a ten percent discount monthly as you if you continue to renew you continue to get maybe a different ten percent code so that you don't take advantage of it and other people don't you know yeah. give them a, a randomly generated 10% code every month. This one works for this month. This one works for this month. And it's sent right directly to your email for with your renewal and so on. I mean, it's not hard to do. It would be smart, and it would keep people interested and keep people renewed, and that's what you want. You want people renewed all the time. And uh, uh, it's it's it really has improved as a service, man. If you look at it from day one to where we're at now, we're talking about 100, 150%. Thousand percent turnover to where it was. Absolutely. You know when it didn't have Chromecast capability, I didn't even want to look at it at that time. No, I didn't. I canceled it because of that. I was like, man, why am I? I could only Chromecast. No, I couldn't even Chromecast from my computer. Yeah, it was stupid. I couldn't either. And then yeah, when they finally started getting Chromecast integrated, then I was like, okay, now I have a reason to want this because I can watch it on my television instead of watching it on my shitty laptop. Uh, let's round up. We got. Let's yeah, talk about two more. Let's out. talk about two more. Uh, Joseph Duffy picks up a big win over Reza Madadi in his uh, final fight of his contract with the UFC. Uh, unanimous thirty twenty seven. Uh, great performance. Reza Madadi is a hard guy to put away, and Joe Duffy did everything he yeah. could to try to finish him. And hats off to Madadi for for being fucking tough as nails, but. Joe Duffy looked good, and if the UFC does not re-sign Joe Duffy, they're fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Has there been stupid. word they are leaning towards it? There's been nothing. Nothing? Like, Joe Duffy himself has said he does not feel confident whatsoever that they're going to re-sign him. He posted today, he said, right now I'm in a wait-and-see uh, state and whether or not they're going to re-sign me or not. 
that was the last official word I got today from the Joe Duffy, or it was either Joe Duffy or the Joe Duffy camp, that their official word is wait and see and whether we're going to be re-signed. Okay. Um, it, was, it was like last week when I when I said, you know, Reza Madadi scares the hell out of me. He's a crazy madman, but Joe Duffy, uh, much better MMA fighter. That's why I picked Joe Duffy. Right. He was, man, and he's... Uh, he opened Reza up in the first round with those with those big elbows from the top, and he didn't stop from there. But he stuffed him like ten times. You know, Madani couldn't. You know, took him down a couple times, but he yeah. just kept stuffing him over and over and over. And Madani just couldn't get anything going. And Joe Duffy just he, he just outclassed him. Well, Joe, as an MMA fighter, Joe definitely did a great job of working on the, his wrestling defense because that's what cost him against uh, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Poirier just took him down and smothered him, yeah. and he did not want to have that happen again. He stuffed 10 attempts. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. I, I really think the UFC is foolish if they let him go because Bellator is going to snag him up quickly. He's, he's the – they can bank him as the dude that beat Connor. Exactly. You know, what, yeah. what, what else do you need to bank on that dude, the dude that beat Connor? Dude, it sells itself, Joe Duffy and Michael Chandler right then and there. The guy that, the guy that beat Eddie Alvarez versus the guy that – Beat Conor McGregor. Right. Boom. Perfect. Title fight. They're, they would be idiots. In Ireland. Oh, they would throw it in Ireland. They would be smart, unlike the UFC, they would be. and put Joe yeah, Duffy on a card in Ireland. Absolutely. Headlining a card in Ireland. Absolutely. Instead of... That's what I was saying to my point last week, is that Bellator has done a really good job, especially since partnering with Bama, of putting... Good Irish cards. They've been stupid and not had an Irishman in the in the main event of the last two cards. Well, they tried with uh, with Chris Fields, but he got obviously had to pull out of the fight the week against um, Liam McGeary. But you know, the first time when they went to Dublin with Bama and they had King Mo headlining in, that was dumb because yeah, everybody left after James right, Gallagher's right. fight. But you know, you get a couple another fight out of Gallagher or whatever. He's primed to headline. You could headline a card with Duffy. You know, they, they, there's plenty of things you could do that the UFC is not taking advantage of. Yeah, you know what? That would be such. That would be. It doesn't sound. Maybe it doesn't sound like it to the average fan. Um, I shouldn't say the average fan. To the, to the, um, you know, the the fan that doesn't. To pay attention to the international superstars, but a, 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 yeah, but to an international fan, a signing of a Joe Duffy is a big deal. You know, the international crowd loves guys like that. You know, the Irish crowd's going to love it. The English crowd's going to love it. The you know, the international crowd's going to love it. That'd be a big, big signing for Bellator, and it'd be a stupid thing for the UFC to let him go. Absolutely, and I, I would hope that UFC is smart enough to realize that there's value in Joe Duffy because there is. It really is. Um, I just want to take a look and see what he's done since he came in. And Joe gave up like some pretty formidable years of of MMA before he got into the UFC uh, between his time in Cage Warriors and coming into the UFC when he went into boxing. Like he stepped away from MMA after he beat Conor for a while. Like not right at that point, but in a short time after, and went and did boxing for a while and was a pro boxer. But, uh, I mean, he's only lost one fight in the UFC. Four and one of the performance of the night since he came in. Yeah. Not a bad record. Two decisions, two subs, and a KO. Uh, not a bad record at all. I mean, granted, Poirier is probably the highest ranking fighter or, you know, yeah. most high-profile fighter. But Madani's the biggest win. Yeah, 
For sure, but Dottie's. I mean, he, he's got wins over Mitch Clark and Ivan George and Jake Lindsay, who I don't even think either any of them are still with the company. No. But I, I think it would be absolutely, absolutely foolish if the UFC lets Joe Duffy go. That's my two cents. Especially as the, um, the last few years, especially been trying to grow markets outside of Canada and the United States. Like, when you, if you're trying to grow a market here and there, you've got to make sure you have guys you can put on the card from the country. Like, you can't go, like, to your point with uh, with Bellator, you can't go over to Ireland and have, you know, like, King Mofa. Like, if UFC were to go to, to Ireland for a card and they put, like, you know, Verdum and Kane on it, it's going to be hard for them to sell that. Well, if that's... You have, like, if you can figure out a way to put Joe Duffy in a main event in Ireland, on a, you know, on a fight night or a fight pass, then, then now you go. Well, I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of been the problem with the UFC lately. Like I said, their last few Dublin cards and even their last few uh, UK cards, shy of UFC uh, 204 or whatever it was with Bisbing. But... Right. But Bisbing not being the champion, he's not headlining that card in Manchester. Let's just throw that no, out there no. right then and there. That's the only reason why Bisbing headlined that card is because he was the champion. And they didn't even have a fight announced for Manchester until after Bisbing had won the title. So they kind of just right. gave that to Michael. But other than that, and in that fight itself, the, like the UK hasn't really gotten great fights. That Bisbing Silva fight, that was an Anderson Silva coming off of two losses in a row and coming back from his steroid bust and, and everything like that. Right. You know, it it wasn't like it wasn't like they were giving them giving him prime time Anderson Silva and Bisbing was still kinda of questionable coming back from all those surgeries and stuff. It it it's just I don't know, they they could do much better. Much better. Um <clears throat> They need to. They need to focus on getting on getting more guys. Like at the end of the day, the right guys. Uh, I mean, the right I guys. More, more guys, get... like more international guys. I should say. There you go. Well, they, the the thing is, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in the discussion thing. But they've let go a lot of their international competition because it seems like in the WME IMG era, it's about superstars or nothing. Right. Like you've seen guys. You know. I mean, look at Bellator. Snagging up Larkin, snagging up Bader, snagging up Roy McDonald. Benson Henderson wasn't, I think, was in my opinion, was never a big loss. But he's a workhorse. But he's a workhorse. But guys like, right. um, oh, God, Nikita Krolov and uh, um, Horiguchi. Horiguchi yeah. was, like, number three ranked when you let him go, and he's yeah. only 26 Shit. years old. Un- that's a ridiculous. That, that was absolutely ridiculous. Ryzen snagged that up quick. Uh, Albert Tumanov, you know, is, yeah. is a strong Russian fighter. He's now great, great with Valor, not Valor, but uh, CPA or whatever. I don't know, that new company out of Russia. Yeah. Um, there was a list of others. It was in that article that I was talking to you guys about um, before the show that I'll bring back up when we right. get into that. But, uh, yeah, it just a lot of foolish decisions as far as fighters go. So it's hard to really try to grow that international market when you keep if you're going to keep letting them go what's the sense of trying to build them why why would fighters want to invest those kind of fighters want to come in and invest their time and grow their international status in their international cash and grow their international fans if they're just going to be cut off at the wheels because they just want to re-sign the 40 year old superstar that had 
you know, uh, they're re-signing the Goldberg instead of trying to push the the young Shinsuke Nakamura's. You know, they're 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 cutting off the 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 workhorses to push the big name superstars because it's 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 short term planning and fuck the long term. Yeah, and that was it. Like long, like a lot of not just. Not just the big names like the Roy McDonalds and the, uh, that they let go and, and things like Baders, things like that, but guys like Horiguchi, Lorenz Larkin, um, Albert Tumanoff, uh, Nikita Karloff, and and, Fran- and uh, Taylor Lapilus, young guys. Right. Horiguchi's twenty six with a big, big upside. Yeah, big upside. I mean, he he was one of the ones that put on a really good fight against Mighty Mouse. That, yeah. was a, that was a ridiculous loss. That was unbelievable. And has looked fantastic coming back off of that loss. So, yeah, it was just stupid. Stupid. Speaking of uh, young, up-and-coming fighters, we'll, we'll close it out with this fight. Mark, Mark DeCasey picks up the quick 30-second knockout of Timu Pakalin. One-punch, good night. One-punch knockout. That was an awesome, awesome display. And you know what? And There was one thing that... Um, we didn't talk about it on here, but everyone was talking about it in the media outlets about this cat, uh, Mark Diacasey. Oh, yeah, man. Mark, Mark Diacasey, uh, he's been on my radar just from severe. Like, those guys, uh, Niall Mag- not Niall McGrath, I'm sorry. Um, well, you know what they were talking about? He was the, he's the first uh, openly gay male MMA fighter. He was on that gay, he was on the Openly Gay magazine. Oh. And they were, t- these, these other outlets were talking about, you know why we didn't talk about it? Because we don't give a fuck. No. We don't give a fuck if he is or not because it doesn't matter. You know what the dude did? Gay, straight, bi, whatever the fuck he is. He starched this fucking Timu kid. Third or fourth yeah, win can, in a row. He can kick ass. That's all that matters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't talk about it. That's why I didn't say nothing last week when I was making the predictions. That's why I didn't say nothing. I wanted to wait to this week to bring it up to say all those guys last week when I was reading the outlets and I was reading the media stuff, they said, first guy to ever be on Gay Magazine. First guy to come out as openly gay. So that's first weird. guy to come out as this. Because, like, look, I was saying with Severe, that's not even anything those guys talked about. It was just... Yeah. Him as a fighter, like yeah, uh, Graham McDowell, the guy that runs uh, Severe, is really high, really, really high on Mark Diacasey. Uh, yeah, I, I'll bring I'm, something up and yeah, show just say show me because yeah. I had no idea, <laughs> no clue. But the, the dude is an animal, an absolute animal in the cage. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of of Mark Diacasey's performance? I mean, I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up perfectly. Like, I mean, one punch power, right? I mean, what you saw there. I mean, it almost like, those kind of fights are almost kind of depressing because you would you kind of you could have seen more from them, but at the same time, it's like you want to see more of them because of what they just did. You know what I mean? Like, it was phenomenal. Like, I, I will definitely be trying to catch like every every one of his fights that I can. I just uh, pulled up this uh, article from Bloody Elbows where I found it. It was for Gay Times magazine. And you know what? It didn't fucking matter to me. I picked the dude because he's a monster and he's a beast and it doesn't matter anymore. We're 2017, brother. What the fuck does it matter anymore? It's not, 20, you know, it's not 1971 or 1955 or 1918 right. anymore. You know, we're not that. It don't matter. And the fact that what really upset me is the fact that all the all the outlets were bringing up, oh, this is... We're so proud of him because he was on this magazine and now he's going to be a fighter. What the fuck? I'm proud of him because he went in and punched this dude in the face in yeah, 30 seconds and cleaned animal. his fucking clock. I'm proud of him for that. Yeah. That was a hell of a performance, man. That was awesome. 
this kid's got Congo blood in him, and that Congo blood runs deep. <laughs> that scares the shit out of me. I'm looking forward to watching this kid even more, man. I'm really, really proud of his performance, and I'm really high on this guy. Yeah, Mark, Mark DeCasey's got a bright future ahead of him. Extremely bright future ahead of him. I just hope that they, they keep this kind of slow build with him. Don't push him too fast. I don't want him to use the gay angle either, too. That's no, another, that's another no. reason why I brought it up, too, is I, don't no. want, is I don't want them to use that either. It's not necessary. Exactly. It's exactly. not necessary at all. Nope. It, it's just... Just let the guy, you know, build build him up a little bit. He's got some time. I mean, team of back Packlin is is a good win, not a great win. I mean, well, it was a, it was a fantastic yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, I, I don't mean it like that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Right. The performance was amazing. There you go. But I just mean like the fight itself doesn't really, you know, beating team of Packlin doesn't right, really give right. you. It's not going to catapult you into top five status. But yeah, he's not even ranked. Um, what I've seen out of him was was things that I've seen some intangible, unteachable things. Explosiveness. Uh, the the way he it's not that his technique was so perfect it's the way that his body was able to throw that strike the way he was he was able to explode with every part of his body and the fluidity on intangibles man intangibles this kid has him this kid has him i'm so excited to watch him every fight that he that he has from now on i'm i'm, ex- I'm gonna be squared in on the screen yeah i mean it's just another yeah. lightweight fighter to add to that shark tank yep uh, overall thoughts on the card, Dave. Um, there were some there were some good moments, but the card was not good. Um, there were some exciting, uh, uh, not exciting fights, but exciting moments. Um, overall, probably a, a, a C, just because um, I liked the Manawasta. I, I love seeing Gunner go. Um, I, I was glad to see Pickett's last fight. That was history in the making. And uh, Dick Casey, I'm um, looking forward to him. There was a lot of stuff in there that was just background noise to me that I didn't. Um, I almost fell asleep quite a few times trying to watch. Um, I hope that it was just the fact that it was bad matchups or whatever it was, but I didn't get everything out of it that I wanted to. I give it a C for the night. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I'd probably go... High C, low B, only because I was kind of caught off guard by a lot of the fights. I wasn't expecting it to be as, like have as many entertaining um, moments as it did, and uh, I mean, it, it kept me on. And, you know, sometimes when you see it, like some fights, you get up, you walk away, you come back, you see. For the most part, that like on that card, I wanted to see what was going to happen next. So I, I not not the greatest one, but a lot than I thought it was going to be. I give it a solid B overall. I, I think the main card itself was a B-plus card. I think every fight on that card was good. Um, Allen and, and Amir Khani was a really exciting fight to me. I liked the ground battle a lot. Um, you know, Pickett and Vera was a good fight. Obviously, Gunner and Joban, was a, it was fun. And Manawa for the minute it lasted or whatever, you know, three minutes or whatever it was, it was it was a good, exciting fight. Um, I gave the undercard a B-minus, so, I mean, I averaged it out to a B. I thought Duffy was a good fight. Um, Edwards beating Luke was a super surprise for me. Uh, obviously, Dia Casey 
and, and Pakinen was a great fight. Um, even the first fight of the card itself with uh, Angela Lansbury, or not Angela Lansbury. Holy shit, Lena. Lena Landsberg, thank you. Holy shit, did I just Ooh, say Ansel Landsberg? That was a little... Wow. fucking a big jump. I mean, you know, whatever. Murder, she wrote. Bed knobs and broomsticks to... You know, like, well, maybe, maybe you have Beauty and the Beast on the brain. What? That's not... Well, Angela Lansbury. Lansbury was... She the, was the teapot. Was she really? Yeah, she was the voice yeah, of the teapot. Was she the voice yeah, of the teapot? Movie too many times <laughs> last months. You can tell which one of us has a toddler. <laughs> Oh, God. Wife and, and toddler. Good God. Well, don't bring uh, your wife into this. Leave her out of this. She liked it. She likes that, too. Reason why I ha- she's the reason why I had to get the movie in the first place. She's the reason why he has two toddlers. <laughs> her being generous enough to let, <laughs> to let him do things brought in two toddlers. Well, an infant and a toddler. <laughs> so we don't have another fight now until no. April 8th. We're off the next two weeks. Yeah. The next two weeks, we do not have any fights. Well, we don't have any UFC fights. Like well, you said, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's some alternatives to fill in. Yep. Invicta, I think Bellator's got a card next weekend. Um, there, there's plenty of things. And speaking of Bellator, uh, earlier this week it was announced that Bellator would be hosting its second pay-per-view, its first in a couple of years, uh, at Madison Square Garden. And when they announced it, it was... You know, two fights. It was. It's going to be headlined by Chael Sonnen <laughs> versus Vanderlei Silva, a fight that was, oh, you know, supposed to happen like four or five years ago, and now they're both 155 and have been suspended forever. And Chael looked terrible, and I don't even know if Vanderlei has fought since going to Bellator Horizon. I don't know, I don't know if he's fought. Has he fought no, since he, he ran away? Fought. No. Years. I don't think he was because he was supposed to fight in that Ryzen tournament this year against Krokop in the first round and then pushed out yep, and yep. got the fuck out of there. And uh, King you know, Mo, the wild boy. <laughs> no, King Mo stepped up and fucking got head kicked. Um, but now in the last few days, they have uh, already started to try to round out the card. Uh, Michael Chandler, the 155-pound champion in Bellator, has been added to the card defending his belt against Brent Primus, who I don't know shit about. He's, uh, all I can tell about him, he's a 7-0 fighter right now. The lightweight um, division in Bellator is bad. It's relatively young. Yeah. Let's, let's call it that. Definitely that. I mean, you know, lose, since they lost Eddie Alvarez, it's just kind of been yeah. the Michael Chandler show. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild, trying to build some stuff up to get someone to actually beat him. Otherwise, right now, he's just dominating Yeah, everybody. they were trying with Patricky Pitbull, but it didn't work out so well. Yeah. Uh, but just they wanted Michael Chandler on this show, so yeah. whoever was next in line it just happened to be Brent Primus this time. And, oh. you know, Brent Primus is an undefeated fighter. Who knows what he's going to do? He might put on a great fight for right. him. Uh, Michael Chandler's a hell of a fighter. I love watching him fight. He's he's great. Um, but they have one more fight that you found out today. Yeah, just announced earlier today, uh, Lorenz Larkin, who just signed with <laughs> Bellator a couple of weeks ago, will be getting his first shot, first fight in the company is a title shot because that's what you do with apparently with former UFC fighters is you just throw them right to Douglas Lima. That's what they try to do to Bendo. I don't understand why they didn't put Rory in there, though. Rory know. doesn't get a title shot, and he's the only one. I mean, Benson was a champion, yeah. but he's the only one really that, that sniffed titles at 170 mm-hmm. was Rory. Mm-hmm. You fed Lima. No, actually, no, they didn't give it to Lima. They, it was the the Polish guy or whatever that they fed to. That was the champion before Lima beat him. 
they gave hence or Bendo the the shot right away. Oh right. And right, now they're right. gonna do it to to Lorenz Larkin. Good fight. I mean, it's a great way to start things sure, off. Sure. Yeah. But, um, this card's gonna really wind out. Uh, there's there's probably what there's four four cards announced for it already. Four, or fights, four fights yeah. announced for this card already. Um, maybe one more. Well, there's a possibility Two. of another title fight if uh, Bader gets his way. Him and Phil Davis are going to yeah. get it on. That'd be a really good card, then, to put those five fights on there. I mean, it's still a good card, yes. Worth $45. Now, wait, before we get into that, okay, Mr. Dempsey tried to argue to the point that Fedor and Mitrione and Vanderlei Silva and Chael Sonnen is worth $45. To which I said, no, sir. 30. At most. I'd pay 30 for those two. At most. I, um, I, try, I think going 35 to 45, I don't think it's unreasonable. Their last pay-per-view, I don't even know if they were charging $25 for. I think, I mean, I have to wonder, though, if they're trying to see if, if they can start putting on more pay-per-views, like what their range is going to be. Like UFC, we know, is 60 so I mean they're they're not going to go that high obviously because here's my thing with they need to see what their buys are at certain prices I I I guess but coming out the box with that high of a it was thirty four ninety nine thirty four ninety nine and I don't even know if that ever even ended up being thirty four was their their first one sorry yeah I don't know that was the one that was going to be Alvarez and Chandler and it never ended up happening that one didn't happen yeah the only the only the only one that did happen was. I want to say it was with, Rampage. It was the one with... Um, it was Rampage and... Uh, I think it was the one with Kimbo. No. Okay, you guys, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go off grid for a sec. Okay. No, yeah, I know it wasn't Kimbo because Kimbo and Kimbo and Ken was on free and Kimbo and, Kimbo and, and Dada, and Dada was, free. was free. Um, But 45, coming out the gate that high is just too much. When... This is a product, and these are fights that, up until this point when you announced this pay-per-view, you were putting on TV for free. Like, why am I going to now all of a sudden give you... I can't see that. Yeah, it was Rampage and Kingmo 1. I, th- I knew it was Rampage. Rampage and Kimbo? Kim, King Mo. King Mo. Oh, King Mo, sorry. When Rampage sorry. and King Mo fought the first time, that was the first Bellator okay. pay-per-view. And I think it was... Actually, maybe supposed to be Rampage versus Tito, and then Tito had to back out of the fight. That's yeah, that kind of. Does that right. sound right? I think it was. I think that's what they were going for. Was uh, was originally supposed to be. Um. Oh yeah, and then Eddie and Michael Chandler's trilogy was supposed to fight, but then Alvarez got hurt. But I, I think I want to say Tito was originally supposed to be on that card, but that was so long ago I don't remember. But okay, yeah. So it was it was King Mo and, but like I was saying, Ryan, I just think I think thirty thirty five is a really good price point to start off with for your first one and see how you're going to sell because their buy rates were terrible. Here's uh, let me let me throw something in here real quick. Please do. If they're going, if this is a one off, higher, higher price. Mm-hmm. If they're going to try to do this. Um, and continually do pay-per-views from here on out. I'm not saying one a month. I'm not even saying one every other month. Maybe four times a year. I think three times a year. You know, quarterly something like that. Lower, mm-hmm. uh, thirty bucks, and do that three times, four times a year. Right. 
um, three times a year, even six times a year, um, lower. Then if later on, if you want to do it uh, once a month, lower it even down, bring it down to 25. Right. Because you want those volume sales at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this is a one-off, jack it up. I don't think it's a one-off. It, it, from what, you know, Coker, I mean, the, Coker's plan, I think, has always been to try to push towards this. Okay. But like like I was saying with Ryan, uh, the problem, and like you said, if, you're, if this is going to become a quarterly thing, cool, keep it low. But I just, it's a hard thing to try to sell me at a high price point for something that I can see for free quite often. Because they run cards almost every week now for free right where the difference with the ufc is the ufc started on pay-per-view and then they started bringing things to free tv like you so they can set the high price point because you were already paying for the pay-per-view now you're just fortunate enough to get to watch fights on fs1 and and whatever else for free was also at a point where like you could only watch on pay-per-view because no TV stations would show it though. But even even when getting into the game when they can be on TV. But okay, but even but even after that fact, when MMA was still, you know, they had to fight tooth and nail to get themselves and their product on the TV. Period. Right. Where okay, it's a different market. You started on pay per view. You can still charge the high pay per view point because that was your starting block. Your Bellator, you didn't even start off on. Uh, like a Showtime or something like that, like uh, Elite XC or uh, Strikeforce did, you know, where they where they brought it to the free TV with CBS, but it started off at least on something you had to be a subscription member to. I don't a forty five dollar price point is just too high in my in my opinion. In my opinion, I don't. No, I would not no, see no, myself no. paying it. Not for something no, I can. Get the three, what do they get? The three the three title fights. And they have two names that are really well known, and they're in Madison Square Garden. Like, if you look at it from that point of view, it's not necessarily a bad thing. WSOF did that, did four title fights on New Year's Day for Madison Square Garden uh, in the middle of the afternoon for free. Yeah, that's WSOF. Oh, okay, but Justin Justin Gagey, in my I think, is a bigger star than almost anybody on the Bellator roster. Yeah, but I mean, he's not. Own to a lot of hardcore fans, whereas like a lot of like unknown fans would know Chael Sonnen, would know Wanderlei Silva, they might know some other guys like Fedor might be known, and because of the Fedor Mitrione followed uh, a couple months ago, they like you know they got a little bit of publicity on that. Now people might want to might want to tune into that. Yeah, but you just also saw Chael get beat by Tito Ortiz for free. True. Well, I guess we'll have to see what they come out at before we even. I mean, this could all be moot. They might come out and say yeah. thirty bucks. Even with even with the three title fights, you're still have a pay per view that's headlined by a non title fight by two guys that are so far past their fucking prime. It's ridiculous, and Fedor, who's even farther past his prime than both of those guys. You know, I watched Fedor fight freaking. Who was that? Matt, um, uh, oh, God. Who was that fight he had in, in Russia where he should have lost but only won it oh, because it was in um, Russia? Maldonado. Maldonado, thank you. Fabiano Maldonado. I watched him fight Fabiano Maldonado on Fight Pass. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, why am I going to pay you top pay-per-view dollar for something that you put out for free on Spike all the time? 
I can watch Michael Chandler fight on Spike anytime. He fights all the time on free fights. You can go to these UFC guys who are going to be coming out of contract, like Joe Duffy. And you can say, look, now you can have your sponsorships when you come here, and you can get a cut of pay-per-view well, dollars, whereas before they didn't have the pay-per-view cuts. You're they, getting better money off of off of Viacom than you're going to get you, off of pay-per-view. You have to you have to start somewhere too, and uh, if they are going to do regular pay-per-views, this is this has to be their start, and they establish themselves as saying, okay, now we're doing pay-per-views, guys, so our titles are going to be. Our popular titles are Michael Chandler or so on. Our popular fighters, their popular titles, they're going to be on a pay-per-view now. So get used to paying pay-per-view dollars to see these popular guys. They, they that could be the beginning of, of that. Than UFC. Just, what I want to do is we have to wait and see what their pricing is going to be before. Because it could, what if they come out and say, right. we have no fucking idea what we're doing, guys. It's going to be 20 bucks. I'd buy it for 20 bucks. You know, we don't know what they're going to do yet, so we'll wait and see. I think, I think lower to start. I agree. You know, higher if it's a one-off. That's why. That's what the, that was what I was saying. Is anything over thirty-five dollars? I think is way too high. It, it just, the 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 drawing power, the the whatever, the proven selling points just aren't really there when there's a bunch of guys. They who, have to establish value yes. first. And yes, there's only one way to establish value. That's to fucking do it. Yep. Uh, it was a. Uh, this week announced that uh, Kevin Lee is saying he will uh, join the Camp Mayweather for the Conor McGregor fight preparations if it happens. That's your boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't, whatever. I don't <laughs> really see what Kevin Lee is going to bring to Floyd Mayweather's training camp. I love Kevin well, Lee. I love Kevin Lee, the, too, but you're not. locking a chokehold. <laughs> What's that That's gonna not going to help a boxing fight, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly, you know. Um, maybe because Kevin Lee's not going to replicate how Connor would move. He doesn't have that that kind of stance. How he moves in a boxing. I mean, no. But maybe could, maybe there is something to the footwork though. Like off of that though, like MMA fighters do move kind of differently. They maybe do. It's just a way to kind of gauge. A different stance I, and different movement, maybe. I'd bring in someone that has more of that horse stance maneuvering. Someone that does uh, that that moves more like Connor, I guess. Um, right. Not necessarily Kevin Lee's. No, Kevin know. Lee's fight style is not. I mean, the only thing that's really similar is they fight at the same weight class. Kevin uh, Lee's a yeah. wrestler. He's a brawler and a wrestler, not a boxer. He doesn't have that wide maneuvering stance. He doesn't have that. I don't even. He's not even a southpaw. No. Well, so I'm saying none of this makes any sense to me. I don't get it. Other than I think there's some kind of connection with Kevin's trained by somebody with Floyd to get under yeah. kind of Rayer's skin and get a fight. No, not really. I don't know. Kind of, kind of. Who the fuck is that? Kind of. Who the fuck Kevin Lee is? Yeah. yeah, but this could. I mean, this could put him on. I mean. Everyone's calling out Connor or or um, uh, what uh, the the Russian cat that's always hurt, Habib. Habib, yeah, like everyone's calling out those two guys. Like, you know, in one did you just have an Everett moment? Oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just Dude. have an Everett moment? I, I was thinking of Ali Bagatinov, and that wasn't. I knew that wasn't it, and I didn't want to throw it out there. Uh, the well, Russian cat that's always hurt. You did throw out a, a Russian name, so at least you didn't fuck it up. Yeah. Well, well, but at least I didn't go Angela Lansbury. All right, fair enough. One and one. 
I had a Freudian slip. <laughs> the one in one. At least I was close in the name and didn't just say a fucking Russian well, Russian that's hurt all the time. Well, he did have a Russian, though. And a fighter. <laughs> Fuck off! It's one and one. It's one and one. Um, I don't. I don't know what Kevin Lee brings to it either, other than the fact that pro- probably has some kind of ties to Jim. Maybe Kevin Lee trained with him. That's. Somehow. I don't know if he trained with him, but I, like I said, I, I want to say he trained with his uncle or something. I don't know. And, yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, insane. Kevin's out in Vegas, so. I don't know what it brings either, but I would, I would, if I were in uh, Mayweather's camp, I guess I would probably be bringing in people that were southpaws and people that were uh, using that similar stance and style and that that way that Connor moves. Yeah, I wouldn't be bringing in no. fucking wrestlers to a boxing fight. No, you know? it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Bierino. <laughs> But, I mean, if that's going to give, give Kevin Lee a big payday or something or maybe boost him somehow, you know, if it does something good for Kevin Lee, Great. you know, I like Kevin Lee. Anything that gives him something that, that helps him, you know, good on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to tell us on this guy? Fuck, yeah. fuck this guy? Uh, the, another fighter got popped. Uh, Viscarde Andrade. Uh, <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Dude, this guy got popped for fucking Winstraw. When was the last time anybody got popped for fucking Winstraw? Uh, 2011? Win- Winstraw, for those of you who don't know, is a straight-up anabolic steroid. Yeah. It was a very famous anabolic steroid used in the NFL and baseball and pro wrestling mm-hmm. and shit in the 80s and even into the you know the mid whatever 90s yeah but before, then when uh, deca came along deca and then fucking they just said fucking switched over to hgh yeah um but yeah winstraw who the yeah. fuck still uses winstraw oh my god this guy went back they probably had some kind of shipment that was stuck in a warehouse from 1984 and this guy's cheap and said <laughs> Fuck it, I'll take that stuff for twenty bucks. Now, let me get the horse steroid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the stuff that that dynamite. You know stuff. that dynamite kid used to shoot into his ass. Yeah, let me get that fucking Davy Boy you know, Smith. Let me get steroid. that Davy Boy Smith shit. Jesus and he fucking Christ. shot that into him. and They caught him. He said, "Really? You caught me? Two years? <laughs> I can't believe you fucking you were testing for that stuff. Really? It's so high tech." Yeah. They should almost just like just wave it just for him being that stupid. He, oh God, they should. They should. Admit him or something. He should just get a lifetime ban for being that stupid. Not for the drug or not for that he wasn't a good fighter. You look at it. You look at him. You look at what it was. You look back at him and say, get the fuck out. Just go. Just get out. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you gone. Goodbye. You are the I'm dumb. Mad. I'm disappointed. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Gone. You <laughs> fuck off. But Winstrel, I thought that was so cool that when we when, – uh, I was I just pulled it up because I seen that in the headline it was Cyborg. Yeah. And I thought it was the same thing when I was re- when I first read the the thing I thought it was what Cyborg had got exempt for. Me too. So I thought we were going to have a little conflict thing and, and then, then we're like reading through it and I go dude cuz like you, we were trying to figure out what the drug's name yeah, was yeah. and we just kind of scrolled through it and I'm like dude he got fucking popped for Winstrol. It's like no. I, I couldn't believe it at first. I had to go through and I had to do a uh, triple take. I couldn't believe that someone actually in 2017 would get popped for fucking Winstrol. I couldn't believe it. You know, they were talking about the stuff that McMahon was shooting into Hulk Hogan's ass in 1984. That's, yeah, that's Winstrol, man. That's that's what that's what fucking uh, uh, the 
the Yankees in the eighties were fucking shooting up, man. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that was the shit that um Mongo McMichael in eighty four was shooting to his defensive line for the Bears. Oh, what's that motherfucker from the Raiders? Lyle uh Alzado. Alzado, thank you. Shit. Yeah, Brian Bosworth a, and Alzado were shooting that, that shit. That was that man. fucking Lyle Alzado drug. That's what the Ultimate Warrior was fucking talking about when he said loading up the rocket ship with the rocket fuel. Yeah, the he, rocket yeah. fuel. He was talking about fucking Winstraw. <laughs> I was fucking. <laughs> yeah, man. I was fucking shocked to see that. I was. It was unbelievable, dude. I really would like to know who was the last person to get popped for Winstraw besides yeah. Cyborg Santos back in 2011. Yeah. Well. She got popped probably for the same reason. They couldn't afford anything better. They couldn't afford the better stuff. Just uh, take the cheap stuff. Uh, just give me the steroids. Yeah. Whatever. I, I've, I've already got a dick. What whatever makes worse? my testicles shrink. Yeah. Couldn't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> you see the size of this thing? Look at my cock already. I throw it on the table. <laughs> uh, uh, Conor McGregor's uh, yeah. punishment for the bottle-throwing incident was reduced by a drastic amount. <laughs> <laughs> well, from uh, I thought it was three hundred thousand. I thought it half was a like million. half a million. Yeah, I thought no, it was, was one one fifty, wasn't it? Was uh, it only one hundred fifty thousand? I thought it was. I thought Nate. Got I, I thought it was ten percent, and Connor made three million, <clears throat> and Nate made one hundred or one point five million. So Connor's was three hundred thousand, and Nate's was one was one hundred fifty thousand. Oh. That's how I was. I assumed uh, you it could went. be one hundred percent right. But I, for some reason, thought it was half. No million, matter but. what, how high they were, it got reduced down to twenty five thousand dollars. You know what that means? Connor's getting a boxing license. Connor gets to fight in Vegas. Yeah, Connor getting a boxing license. Yeah, so they they turned it down. They trimmed it down to twenty five grand, which was a big deal, and twenty five hours of community service instead of his hundred and fifty hours, or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that he had before, which he'll just write that off anyway as well. And um, and I think that the person that helped levy the fine, like the main guy, was fired too. Oh, Pat Linval? Yeah, she got fired. She did get yeah. fired. Who the fuck does she think she is? You know, that bitch was terrible. They're a lot like, of people fucking yeah. hated her. <laughs> they're realizing how much money they're losing off by not having him fight in Vegas. So as much Everyone's as time, fired. you know, as much as we talk about, we pointed, and we bring brought up all these things of Dana White and this guy, this guy of how many things are actually pointing towards this boxing match happening. Here's just one more step. Yep. Just one more step that this boxing match is going to happen. <laughs> and... We'll talk about it when it does, because I know we're going to watch it here. Oh, it's, yeah. We're going to do a little no, fight night. Oh, fuck yeah, we are. You know, we have to. We're, I don't know if it'll be an illegal stream or a real stream, because I'm not going to pay $100 for that I don't fucking wanna, fight. I, 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 well, I'll fucking, st- I'll, I'll steal that motherfucker. Fuck yeah. I'll live I on stole, the air right now, I'll I steal fucking, that motherfucker. I, we stole Manny and fucking Floyd. <laughs> I was not paying $100 for that fight. Oh, my God. That fight was complete shit. I felt fucking robbed watching it for free. That was garbage. Yeah, you had to have known when you were watching that fight. Like, you had to know what to expect. You know what, you know I what? didn't expect it to be that terrible. You know I expected got... it to be kind of a boring fight because I am a, a Floyd-ish fan. At least that's what I watch of boxing is Floyd, so I know how Floyd fights go. I've seen him put on much better fights. We didn't steal yeah, it. He, we... wasn't, he wasn't but he, this, he wasn't fighting 150-year-old Manny Pacquiao in those other fights, you know? He fought 150-year-old fucking Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, but he was a bit younger then, though. 145. Yeah, you got two guys that you know. You got two guys pushing 50. That one guy's all defensive, and one guy throws so much that they, there's no way he's gonna be able to maintain it once he has to get off the steroids. I've seen Floyd watched. knock people out, man. 
Not, I mean, he has like one knockout in the past ten years. I have never seen Floyd knock anyone. Yes, I have. I seen him knock Ricky out Hatton. the last person that he fought. He knocked out Ricky Head. I don't. I don't I've watched a lot of Floyd. Oh, I stopped watching. There was, uh, the, uh, there was the one guy where he dropped his gloves to. Uh, he that was his last fight. His hand. Yeah, that was his last fight. Um, and that was like a, pretty much like a cheap I shot stopped watching boxing when the heyday of the heavyweights went away. When Rid- when Riddick and, and Evander and Mike and all those guys went away. I stopped right. watching boxing. That's when I lost a lot of interest in it. Floyd's about the only thing that really kept me into yeah. ish boxing. Well, I got talked into watching. Uh, I loved Bernard Hopkins, Marvin Hagler, uh, Hitman Hearns. I liked those guys back in the day. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., I liked watching him too. But I got talked into watching um, uh, Money and... Pacquiao at Everett's house, and <laughs> I got taught. And I was like, "I'll stream it. We'll stream it. Don't be deal. I got. It. I can hook it up." Like, no, we're good because I'm having some people over. We're all going to pitch in, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. But fine, it's cool. I got. I got fucking talked into watching it with with his dad. Who I love his dad. I could watch everything with his dad. His dad. Oh yeah, Jim, man. Jim's awesome. If it was me and Jim, I wouldn't let Jim pay for a diamond, pay for the whole thing, no matter what Jim wanted to watch. I don't care. Right. But I always sit next to Jim. You know, bullshit. I love Jim. But then I got to watch it with your buddy Mikey, <laughs> uh, my best friend, who, who I will say is when he's not around people, he's not as much of a dick. When he's around other people, like bar at the bar, he's a real fucking cunt. Yeah, outside of shit, he can be cool. Yeah, he wasn't bad. It was, it was, it was. Those, are, those moments are always very few and far between with that yeah, cocksucker. He was, he was there, and all he wanted to do was talk about the boxing, and, and we talked about boxing. That was it. Then he went home. So I didn't. There was cool. nothing else. And Ponce was there, and I love Ponce. Ponce yeah, is Ponce cool. Is a good Jason guy. Ponce is a, is a great guy, and Dave was there, and uh, Chris. His brother Chris. Oh Jesus! Not, not to you, but Chris was there. No, no, I know, I know Chris. Yeah. I know both. And so they, you know, I got talked into watching it, uh, watching that there, and I sat there like, oh, I hate this fight. Why am I watching this? Why am I paying for this fight? I could have streamed this fight. I could have streamed this fucking thing. This is ridiculous. Why am I? Pay-? And that's the whole. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. I did <laughs> not get what I wanted out of this fight, out of that fight no. at all. And, but you know what? In the position we're in now. You know, it's Conor McGregor and Floyd, you know, and by the time it happens, we'll likely have the, the TV up here. Yes. You know, so we're going to likely have to kick back and watch it and, you know, but we're stealing that motherfucker. Fuck yes, we are. Unless it, if it's if it's 50, 60 or less, maybe, you know. Oh, yeah. If, it, if it's reasonably if it, priced. If it's pay-per-view price, we'll get it. But if it's 100 bucks, 100 If they more, try to go for that $100, which you know they're going to. I'm ganking You that know they're fucking going to. No. If, if they tried to charge $100 for Manny and Floyd, yeah. you know they're going to go for they're $100 probably, yeah. for Floyd and fucking Connor. Yeah, at least 100 probably more and like And dumb motherfuckers will pay that shit. A lot of them. A lot of them. Oh, yay. I'll find you a way to steal it, Ryan. Yeah. We're we're at that point in the show where I get to yell at Ryan and call him a liar. One more time. <clears throat> Announced this week, uh, there will be a fight night coming out in June, which, guess what? It's a Sunday night card, too. <laughs> Yay! June 25th from Oklahoma City, the UFC is returning. Um, they announced that Bosch, uh, will be take, Tim Bosch will be taking on Johnny Hendricks. And also added to the card... BJ Penn taking on Dennis Seaver. Now, one of us <clears throat> out of the three here states that he is actually interested in this fight and that he's kind of excited about it or whatever. I call bullshit, sir, because when BJ Penn fought, fought, uh, fought Yari Rodriguez just here a couple of months ago and got the shit kicked out of them, the three of us sat here and said, 
Nobody ever wants to see BJ Penn fight again. No, nobody, none, including you, Mr. Dempsey, who now all of a sudden is like, yay, BJ Penn fighting again against fucking Dennis Seaver. How much head trauma do you want to see a guy take? In all due respect, though, I, I did say to you guys that... Liar! Okay, so this is a fight, this is a winnable fight for him. Like, putting him up against... It's him, not! Yeah, you're right. You know, it's a lot more winnable than the, than a Yair Rodriguez fight. Okay, it's more winnable than Yair Rodriguez, but it's still not a winnable fight. And it's still a dude that hits really fucking hard and can take a lot of damage. He's one of the only guys that's been able to take that left hand from Connor not once, not twice, but multiple times in a fight and not go the fuck down. He is going to walk through BJ Penn. BJ is going to get killed. I don't want to watch BJ Penn take any more shots to the head. I don't. And if BJ Penn, if BJ Penn chokes him out in like the second or third round, then well, what? and if and if if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry fucking Christmas. The dude does not need to take any more fucking head trauma. His he age, he doesn't need to fight anymore, man. It's just look, you're you're more than welcome to change your fucking. Yeah, that's you know, fine. You're change your mind. It's all you all you want. You're still a liar. He's still busting your balls, and it's hilarious. You're still a fucking liar. <laughs> and like I said, like I said like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I told you guys that like before no. we started recording. Oh no, it's, it's, it's like, fuck, he, and he's right. He's the, right. The, the right. I know I'm right. Matchup. He's a liar. He's a fucking liar. The you right sir. matchup, though. It's not the right matchup, though. It, it's a lot, but I'm saying it's a better matchup than what he could have got. Like you, like if he's coming back and you could have said, you know, he gets this guy or Dennis Seaver nine times out of ten, he's probably gonna. Say Dennis Seaver. Sure, it's a better matchup. It doesn't make me want to see the fight anymore. The fight that that I'm focusing on here, that I'm really excited for now, is the and the story for me is the resurgence of Johnny Hendricks. Because when when I'm looking at it, when he's given a Hector Lombard to come back as as his comeback, you know, or as his as his first training fight, so to speak, at uh, middleweight. If if I'm thinking Tim Bosch is a better training fight than Lombard, but he's getting Lombard first and he's killing Lombard, and now he's getting Bosch as his second fight. Right. I'm looking at a resurgence here of a, of Johnny Hendricks, and my my confidence and opinion in the guy has never been so low as it has been in Johnny Hendricks, just because of what he's put forth in the welterweight division over his last three, four fights or so. And his weight and his and so forth. I my confidence in him has dropped so low that I couldn't pick him to beat my nephew. You know, I, I just, it was it was that low. But now looking at him coming back, that's the story for me. And he's coming against this barbarian who wants to swing too, and he's going to want to swing too. And that's the fight that I'm most interested in so far on this card because I think that's going to be killer. And let's point out that uh, BJ Penn and Dennis Seaver is not the main event. It's just a fight on the card. Main event's not booked. Right? Main event has not yes. been announced yet. The only other fights on the card that have been confirmed are Felice Herrig taking on Justine Kish, uh, Joshua Stansberry and Jeremy Kimball, and then just announced right before we went on the air, uh, Carla Sparza and Morena Mraz. Which is actually a pretty good fight. That's a yeah, that's a very good fight. Yeah, nine and ten respectively in the women's star rate division. I'm I'm cool with that. Fight. I'm really looking forward to that Johnny fight. Well, that's I think be... that's a terrible matchup for Tim Bosch. Could I be. do too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so if you go back and watch the that Tim Bosch and uh, uh, Dan Henderson fight, 
all I mean, Johnny Hendricks has has that exact same power shot that would put him to sleep. Potentially, I mean, we haven't you know seen that big big hand in a long time, though. But it's it's eighty five. It's one hundred and eighty five pounds, and yeah, it's a uh, great fight for Johnny. You know, it's a good way for him to crack the top fifteen, like you said. A, it's a better way for it's a way for me to see him and what he does at eighty five and how he continues to um, both not only cut weight but keep weight. Um, it's a way for me to see what his gas tank's like, um, how his strength is, if he decides to use wrestling more. It's just a better way for me to see what his game plan changes to or stays the same. Um, the more exposure I have to him at 85, no matter who his opponent is really at this point, the better for me. I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I was I was so high on Johnny Hendricks, and then all of a sudden he just like fell off the earth to me, and it really fucking hurt. Because I love the dude Two so much. He's coming off of the Sousa fight, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, okay. And he had uh, two wins in a row before the Sousa fight. This is really not a, a major, major test, I don't think, you know, when it, when it comes to it. But Tim Bosch is still the guy who can catch you and make you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, very true. When it comes around to that fight, that's who I'm really looking forward to in that one so far. But it's round that that one's rounding out to be a great fucking card. Yeah, I mean they've got you know that Esparza fight's gonna be fucking awesome. Five fights announced on the card so far, and they just you know just announced the fight a night or two ago. Oh, so, fuck that guy. Oh, well, uh, all right. Um, earlier this last week, I'm sorry, not earlier this week. Earlier this week, the story came out, but the uh, announcement came out that Michael McDonald was released by the UFC. Um, Dave, I can't really read that, so if you'd I'm like sorry. to... No, you're okay. I was just going to say, if you want to kind of take the lead on this one. Uh, Michael McDonald was... Uh, he was ranked ninth or 10th when he was uh, when he was let go, and he had a 17-4 MMA career. Um, and his quote was, the UFC was dishonest in the way they tried to do business with me. Uh, it was a result in a complete waste of my time. I want to feel like my employer is out to try, isn't out to try and cut my head off. I'm looking in to enter a mutual respectful con- business contract with another fight organization. Basically, um, Michael McDonald ran out of fights in his contract. He entered what he thought was uh, legit negotiations, but ended up being what he believes was an entire waste of time, and UFC had no interest in re-signing him. Which is unfortunate because he was not a bad fighter for that company. No, I mean, Michael McDonald was a former title challenger. Exactly, and he was he was still a, a fairly high-ranked contender, and he was still putting on good fights. He had a, win, a very very much a winning record. He, he only lost a couple fights in the UFC. And, yeah. And I don't understand the loss of that, but it could be a, a great – another young <clears throat> young fighter. Yeah, I mean, a young, appeal. talented fighter that they're, – They're losing out on because he's not – you know, 39 years old with two title reigns back in some organization that doesn't exist anymore. So they're not, they didn't hire, rehire the young, the young stallion that could hold on and, and produce another 15 fights to the organization to make him money. They lost out on this kid, and it's unfortunate. It really is. I mean, it's their loss. Uh, Michael McDonald is definitely a talent, um, not a high-profile name, but, I mean, a talent nonetheless. He's a workhorse. This is just another example of uh, the guys coming out. Go ahead, keep going, Ryan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is another example of, of these guys coming out and saying, you know, that how the UFC is treating them. And yeah, I think this is another thing with Bellator where you're going to see a lot of guys just saying, you know, like they're going to be done with it if they're not going to get their shot because 
like we've said earlier, they're not a big name or a big draw. They can go to other organizations where they're going to be respected. Right. This kid was a horse, man. I'm really bummed to see him go, really. I'm too. I know. like Michael McDonald. He's, he's a, a good, solid fighter. He's a talented, like you said, he's a workhorse. Yeah. He's just that guy, that the blue-collar fighter. He's just the guy that would go in, you know, put his work boots on, get into the cage, and do his thing. That's too bad. It really yeah. is. It really is. Um, so that's going to pretty much wrap it up this week. I'm going to get us our, oh, shoot. I lost it. I have to look it up again. There we go. I lost it when I went to look for happy birthday. Well, boys, let's uh, let's get into final thoughts before we All head right. out of here for the night. Dave? Well, I thank you guys for coming along this ride for me. It's uh, And for the birthday wishes, it means a lot to me. You know, another year down. Another glorious year to go before I'm officially old. Right. You know, um, <laughs> you know I got a uh, looking forward to, looking forward to you know uh, not this weekend, but I believe it's next. We got uh, WrestleMania, and I haven't been watching wrestling lately just because of the sour taste that Royal Rumble put in my mouth, and it really really bummed me out. Yeah, so, Royal Rumble was garbage. Yeah, it was so was, it was bad. I was so pissed. You know. <laughs> But um, I'm looking forward. We're going to watch. I think Jeff's Mike, yep. Jeff might come over. I'm going to come over and watch WrestleMania with you. I mean, it's just fun to hang yeah. out. And I have um, uh, that Friday, the 30th, I get my next round of spinal injections So and uh, my testing. So that means uh, that Sunday I will be free and clear. Ha <laughs> yeah, baby. To <clears throat> partake. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun WrestleMania. Yeah, boy. So, but thank you guys. I really appreciate the birthday wishes and um, uh, many more. I suppose many, many more. Right? Oh, oh, and one more thing for for fucking Stone Cold out there. Let me tell you something, Hold awesome. Up. Hold on, let me let me. Let me I tried. I tried to order some of that Stone Cold IPA, some of that Broken Skull IPA, and. I went to Wine Direct. It was the only place I could get it, and it was it was seven ninety nine, I believe, or six ninety nine for a bottle. It's Which, not bad for a single bottle, just because I want to try it. Right. That's cool. I'll give you six seven bucks for it. I put two bottles in, one for Jeff and I, and it was uh, with the tax and everything that went in there. It was uh, it was like sixteen eighteen bucks, whatever it was, seventeen bucks. Then I went to I filled out all my stuff, put in the PayPal. Went, went, then I went to the, the shipping. The cheapest shipping to me was like twenty six ninety two, and that was for ten. Jesus. That was for the ten day shipping with no guarantee. If the bottles break, we're fucked. I had to pay the seventy two dollar for three day priority guaranteed. Don't break shipping. Right for two bottles of fucking beer. That's, that, that's just seventy two for the the shipping. That's yeah. not including the twenty six. No. That's not, right. That's not include the fucking just the beer itself. Right. <laughs> so you're I looking at almost a hundred dollar investment yeah, for, for two, two bottles of for fucking two beer. Little fucking bottles of IPA <laughs> for forty four ounces of beer. Are you fucking kidding me? Get I, the fuck out of here! I backed out of that motherfucker. I canceled that some bitch and I went out and I said, Austin, I'd love Steve. I'd love to review your IPA on this show. I would love to try that that beer. Mm-hmm. I really, really would. I haven't drank a drop of alcohol. In almost six years, I would I would slam that some bitch on here, and I would tell him how awesome it is. But I ain't paying 
almost a hundred bucks or fifty for Jeff and each, you know, no. fifty a piece for him and I to try a twenty-two ounce bottle. Fuck, fuck no. that! I'll go to Unruly and pay sixteen dollars and get my growler filled and get drunk as fuck exactly. on Tropic Thunder, and I'll yeah. be cool. Fuck that! The end. <laughs> the end. Ryan, that's awesome. Final thoughts, my brother. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, happy birthday, Dave. Hope you, uh, you know, have a great day with your family and all that. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know, like, you know, I mean, I guess the only other thing that is out there is, uh, you know, wishes and thoughts to uh, good old Jr. the passing of his wife. Yes. And, uh, you know, Thank tragic you. Tragic accident. Um, yeah, that that's really it, man. Thank you for bringing Thanks that for bringing up. That I know up, Dave, Dave actually wanted yeah. to, to make that point, and we just kind of got sidetracked yeah. away from it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, oh, final thoughts from me. Once Happy birthday to my brother, David. I hope you enjoy your birthday tomorrow. Thank and you. we're going to get out of here so you got some time to do some cake with your family before. Be on the lookout after as you're listening to this episode that hopefully you know tonight or even tomorrow – there will be a special bonus episode of the Average Joe's MMA show where in about you know, 45 minutes, which you guys won't even notice the time, but Dave and I are going to be joined by Blake Stevenson, who is the host of the Loaded Joe's MMA show. I'm excited for this. I am too. I am too. We've been trying to, to make this happen for a little while and finally kind of just schedules and, and things lined up well enough where we could get Blake on to talk and give him an opportunity to kind of expose our listeners to what they do pick his brain a little bit about some of the topics we talked about and stuff like that. So, you know, we're going to get like a little 20, 25 minute, maybe a half hour interview as a bonus episode for you guys coming up soon. So be on the lookout for that later this week. Uh, you know, if you need your MMA fix, Invicta's got a card going on. I'm, I think uh, Legacy's got a card and, uh, you know, I'm sure Bellator's got a card somewhere. Uh, other than that, you know, stick to the social media. Get on our Facebook page for all the news and everything you could want. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow Ryan on Twitter. Sometimes he says things that are great, too. Dave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dave said, eh. <laughs> for David Van Bogen and Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Hey!